Look at that exhibit. I liked it. Um, it was cool. There was some interactive stuff. It wasn't. It was. You didn't like. I didn't it. like it. Yeah. I mean, it was you know kind of kitschy and like kind of just appealing to the masses, but it was still kind of cool. Like they had you could play Flow or Flower. Yeah. One of them. I think Flower. Um, I would hope Flower. Flow is like really bad compared to Flower. I've I've never played. I've played no that game company games. So I know Flo has, what? Yeah, I've never played Journey. Dylan, get, get Holy it together. shit, man, dude, that's like a. You have a PS4, that's like, right? I do have that's a PS4. A, PS4 right a fresh there. experience you can still have. Like that's like. <laughs> well, we were arguing about not, that game. That's actually like good and not. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> we were <laughs> we were arguing about that game uh, last year because uh, Alex played it for the first time last year, and so he wanted it to be on the top ten. Damn. But eventually lost, it lost out to something. And Dylan was like, no. No. Life is strange. Yes. No, I was like, Mason, we can't put all of these games that you just played last week on the on the list. <laughs> I don't care if Dishonored 2 is the best game ever. You just touched it. I don't think Journey is the best game ever, but it has potentially the best direction of any game. Oh, I want to play it. I'm not, like, I'm not, I'm not discounting this, that game. I think it's definitely like there's... There's the potential for that to be the best game ever for people as much as like Shadow of the Colossus is yeah. the best game for Which, some people. I am excited yeah. for that remake. Yeah. I do want to play that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Have you played the original? I've also never played any Team Myco games. So. Holy shit, man. I've Those, never had like, a PlayStation. Like, Journey, this is my first Journey, PlayStation. Like, that game company and Team Myco go like hand in hand in terms of... Like, they, they're, I think that, that Journey was very inspired by their... By Team Myco's design principles. I can see that. I can feel like... That game company is like better just because they're better at like condensing it, you know? Yeah. Um, but, and it's a little, I don't know. It's definitely, I mean, it's definitely like a Western studio. So, like, T. Maiko's games feel super Japanese. And, yeah. Um, yeah, they do. That game feels very Western. All right. Well, let's get into it because I've been recording this whole time. Blah. Okay. <laughs> Blah. All the secrets I've told. Wardcast episode 104. Holy smokes. Go. Will. <laughs> That's it. You got to. I mean, I feel like I was just here for episode 100. I wish I was here for 100. It was quite close. We missed you. Yeah. Yeah. Was, was it a good one? I don't think I've listened to it yet, um, which is bad. It was pretty good. We pretty were good. All like, I think we were all kind of tired, so. Yeah. It was kind of late. Uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hadn't, I, there's a lot I kind of wanted to say about Mario and Rabbids, but it was just like, it's a game. <laughs> it's good. Uh, which is like the game I've been playing the most recently. So let's get into it. First off, we'll blend yay how are you doing i'm great how are you congratulations oh man tying the knot Woo. well not yet are you excited got a whole month of being a bachelor still god just wow what a wait period <laughs> what an engagement go to the hospital later pick up some checks <laughs> <laughs> you know and then i have like co-workers who've been engaged for like two years and then here's will it's like all right let's just yeah. sign seal deliver yeah you excited yeah i'm excited i'm pretty stoked i'm excited for the venue yeah, it's gonna be fun. Party, good party. Be a good time. Cash party. Yeah, they were talking. We were talking the other day about like, what are we gonna do about music? And like, I was just like, got that covered. Don't don't do music because like, Julie. I love Julie. 
Julie Loves Me. There's a good amount of music that we overlap on, but on the whole, it's just like they were two different from two different universes. Oh, okay. That's what makes it so hot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but let's just, you know, maybe we can do just like a play Michael Jackson once or something. <laughs> Get some thriller in there. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. have like a really, you know, schizophrenic playlist. Yeah. Just all over the place. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, and Julie's like, what are we going to do for music? And you're like, I got this. And then you just <laughs> conscribe all of the RVA game jam people that also do yeah. DJing and stuff to, <laughs> to handle the night. Sam, could you DJ my wedding and just do like some, sometimes like play like the Commodores and some other great wedding hits and then like some like, Aphex Twin Deep Cuts. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. just alternate between, you know. Can you do the 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. slot? <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite slot. And then we'll bring in uh, 8-Bit Mullet and Daniel Davis. <laughs> slot and some others. Yeah. Maybe uh, Bit Brigade will be Dan here that weekend. <laughs> Dan and I will B2B again. That was a lot of fun. But yeah. Good time. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. And where's it at? Where's the venue? Uh, it's at uh, the brewery, right? Yeah, Triple Crossing. Okay, in Fulton. Do you know this brewery? I mean, I've been there before. They have like an arcade in the back, and I think that's where we're having it. That's cool. They don't have that many great games, but shit, I mean, it's okay. <laughs> what about like have like Mappy? No. How about elevator action? Oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Arkanoid. Yeah, I probably have Arkanoid. Who doesn't have Arkanoid? <laughs> I hate the control. On Arkanoid. Just that fucking metal knob. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the worst. It's Once you get good at it, it feels great. But it's like... It feels it great. It definitely takes... Like, the controls aren't... The control surface itself is not right. intuitive. It's just this very, all. like, industrial, just, like, brushed steel just pff, knob <laughs> on, the, on the cabinet. It Weighted. feels great on a yeah. click wheel. You ever play it, like, on an iPod, like, Nano? Because it had breakout on the Nanos. Oh, wow. I so bet you, that would be good. So you just... That's pretty cool. Spin the click wheel. Like that was the only game on my Nano, so I was like, "All right." Did, did the original this. iPod have like uh, tactical, tactic feedback, haptic feedback? Oh, like tactical clicking? feedback. Tactical feedback. Well, the original it's in Metal Gear Solid Four. So <laughs> like, no, like, <laughs> does the original iPod have tactical espionage action? Yeah, but do you have like if you spin it, is it like? I don't think the original one spun. I think the original one was just in a in a a wheel configuration, but you click discrete buttons. Oh, stupid. Yeah, so I don't think so. One that was I wonder like, who was who at Apple was like, all right, we're gonna make this MP3 player, uh, but to make it special, we're gonna make it like a rotary phone. <laughs> uh, well, that seems like the weird, like obsessive kind of design choice that would be headed by one Stephen Paul Jobs. So, right. Yep. Speaking, everyone of, knows how rotary phones work. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most intuitive design interaction interface ever, <laughs> and we've patented the hell out of it. <laughs> Uh, speaking of, there's a there's a iPhone event, Sam. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was super entertaining. Sam Lotion, <laughs> also introducing. Forgot to say your name before. Um, did you watch it? Did you pay attention to any of the announcements? Yeah, I streamed the whole thing. Dude, um, excited about? It? I did too. On my Microsoft Edge web browser because I was on Windows. What? You have to <laughs> to oh, watch because right, it wouldn't work on Chrome. Yeah. Ugh. I just found like a Twitch stream that didn't get shut down. Oh, um, that's I should have done that. Oh, worked I pretty well. I can't do Twitch on at work, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, two big game related things on there. Yeah the uh, 
the AR thing, which was like oh, I guess three. I was thinking of other two other things, but go ahead. Well, there was the, the there was the that game company game, yeah. which I guess is what they've been working on since Journey or something. Sky, Sky, which yeah. I know nothing. I didn't watch the the trailer for that, so I don't. Is it? I mean, it looks like uh, Journey with with uh, wings, more stuff, okay, and wings and more people playing. Yeah, the 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 character design looked very Journey esque. Yeah, it, it's it definitely looks a lot like Journey, but it's like, I mean, it's like Journey two basically. Um, from like a design standpoint. So like I'm all about that. Cool. Um, and then there was that AR strategy game which looked okay, but they were like hamming up stuff like <laughs> they're like we have spatial audio and they're like <laughs> they're like moving the phone into the scene, right? Because it's like an AR right, game, right? It's like a it's like a tabletop kind of configuration, right? right? Um, and it's like okay, cool guys, you just put like the camera listener on the on the camera that the phone's attached to, like. That's I mean, not it's, that's it's, not like a crazy thing. I mean, it was the like same. Any game engine can do that. It's the same thing with like the uh, when you know Microsoft first had the Hololens and like let's play Minecraft, and then the one person was actually playing Minecraft, like walking around. You'd see their avatar, right. and then the other person was just like looking at it, and they had like mounted the Hololens onto the camera that they were using on stage, and they were just yeah bringing the camera around. So I think I think that like that was the that was like the game the ar kit game that we're going to show at the apple conference so it sort of says to me that apple still is or at least like they haven't found any solid game applications for ar kit yet because that they were like super hamming that one up um but it was still it was still cool enough it was just kind of like gears of war ish strategy right looking strategy game um then there was the the sky and what was the last game uh well this wasn't a game i was just going to talk about the app store redesign oh which i still i still haven't updated my iphone you want to um, check it out? Like a peasant, yeah. Um, yeah. I hate... I'm always late to update my software. I hate. I hate. <laughs> I just hate. There you go. I, I do remember it being Pass it controversial. Um, It's very card-based layout. Like, I like it, but it looks not... So I was this like... This Jonathan Blow picture, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had witness. They had a big, like, witness spread on there. Yeah, I, I've been meaning to... Witness on iOS seems like awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to try that out. But they did they do blog posts now. So like if you touch one of those like cards, it's not like takes you to the download page for right. an app. It's like a blog post talking about VR, talking about the witness and you know, making the witness work on iOS. Yeah. Um, the app store is more like a news feed. Yes. But so you look at it and it looks really good. Um because it's 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 much better at like curating stuff. Right. And you're like, oh, this looks really good wonder what the new itunes store looks like it's the exact same thing like it like not the exact same as the app store it just looks like ios 10 itunes store it's like guys really like come on yeah this is really nice um i feel bad like yeah i'm, I'm a mobile developer so i should be like on top of this stuff but i've just had such an insane past two weeks i haven't i haven't checked it out but this is like this is really sweet this is i wonder what this is going to do for visibility especially for games because that's been a huge problem um, I mean, that I, I've been like trying to tackle. Right. I um, mean, one would hope it improves it. Like, I don't I know. I think it will. I mean, like, I you probably gonna have to have some sort of relationship with Apple or their like their development relations team to like get your right. Exactly. Up there. Yeah, you have to get featured. Um, I mean, that's how it's always been. Right. Um, but like, but this one seems like it's more like human based as opposed to algorithm based. Totally. Um, well, no, like it's that. always been human based. Oh, okay. So, so the way you get fe- you get featured is there's you have an Apple contact, um, or they just much more rarely they just see your shit and like it. But like if you go to say like like here's apps, 
um, or we're in, let's go to games. Um, this spread here, someone chose to put that there. Right. right someone at Apple. So you, what they'll do is they'll contact you and ask you for all of those materials. Right. Um, and Some then collateral and stuff. And then you get the materials together uh, and then they, you know, do like a, do a spread of your game. And there's like a bunch of different places that can go, can get featured in a bunch of different categories. Um, but it's always, it's always done by a person, which it almost says to me, like, like the, this is a lot more screen real estate than the old feature yeah, spots is, used to is. be. So if you think about like the cost of screen real estate, it might actually be harder to get featured now because, because they're putting more because of a premium it, on the screen real estate. Because there's it, at one thing consumes way more screen real estate. Like okay. what the way it used to be, there was a there was a banner at the top with three cards, with well, with like a um, a slider of cards, right. right? Yeah. Um, and it would show you like two and a half at a time, and if you weren't in that first three, it didn't even matter that you were featured because no one would go that far, right? So they sort of, I mean, they still have these these cards, but I don't know if now people are even going to go past the first card or the first two cards because there's no real indication right. of i mean that's really big, had to be in that for in that first set of cards and people would see it and get it i mean it's you know? it's such a through like interaction design like even though we've had multi-touch devices for so long and like the the concepts of swipe and all that have existed uh-huh. people still are very bad about like just assuming gestures on apps yeah i mean it's not it's not even that it's just that I mean, that's part of it, certainly, but I think it's it's also just that people are like, don't spend a whole lot of time in the app store. At least right. they haven't. Yeah. So I think I mean, maybe I maybe what their goal is is to try and keep people in the app store more. Yeah. And maybe they're combating if they can get people to stay in the app store more. Maybe they'll just look at more of the cards. Um, but because if 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 they do that, that's like that's having people in the app store will always be a net positive for Apple because right. if they're in the app store more, they're going to purchase more, and that's just going to add to right. Apple's bottom line. Exactly. And I think Apple realizes that people don't search for stuff in the app store. They just get whatever they see. Um, so probably what they're trying to do, I mean, yeah, it looks like what they're trying to do is just like streamline the amount of content you can get to because because basically like the more steps you have to do to get to your app, including like even like keystrokes is like lost customers basically. Well, that's interesting because they redesigned. You can go out of that app and go to the podcast app, which is on my home screen, because they've redesigned the podcast app. Uh huh. Yeah, they definitely did. To now where so how it originally worked is that you would have a list of all the podcasts you're subscribed to. You tap that and have a list of all the episodes, either the ones that you've downloaded or like the entire feed. Uh-huh. Now it's broken down into here's the most recently downloaded podcast episodes, and then also here is your library also with the most recently downloaded ones. And then you have to tap once to go to your actual library, which just has all your podcasts, not the ones that have just been most recently updated. And then from there, you tap on a podcast and it shows you the list of all the episodes. And it's actually mm-hmm. pretty cool because if you go to a specific podcast, it shows you the feed and then at the bottom, now it surfaces the the ratings. So uh-huh. you can just do the ratings right there. And, and and then I'll show you... This browse section is like bad. It's like, like look, like why why can't I scroll down? Like why don't why didn't they Add order more, content? more stuff to that. Vertically. I don't know. You know, they just have these like featured top charts, all categories, featured providers that you can hit, and then the slider at the top. But why not? Why not just let you scroll? Uh, I don't know. It's really weird. But so, and then so, if you're looking at the episode list, how it used to work before, and so at the bottom it also shows like most popular episodes. So it's like the two most popular episodes, and then well, how it used to work in iOS 10 and before is that you would tap on an episode and then it would start playing. 
But now you have to tap on an episode and then shows you the episode uh, show notes and uh, episode name and everything. And then you have to tap play on there. So they went from having like two taps to start playing a podcast and like five taps to start playing a podcast. And at first I was like, this is infuriating. This is terrible. And then I realized the reason they did that, at least at the very end where it doesn't autoplay an episode when you tap on it, is because so many times I have accidentally started playing a podcast or almost accidentally started playing podcast uh-huh. because before they would only show like the first two sentences of a podcast description and then you would have to hit show more and it would show you the rest. Mm-hmm. And the button was so small you would always miss it and so it would just start playing the podcast. So right. that makes sense. It still doesn't make sense at the at the higher level wh- why I have to take three more presses to get to right. the episode sure, sure, list. Sure. I want to be on the screen, see all my podcast, tap on one, go. I don't care which one was the most recently updated or whatever. Yeah, that sounds like something that they're trying to do for the podcast people. Um, so, so maybe they'll get you to listen to the most recent one, which will you know obviously help the numbers for right for the the show. For me, real quick, can we talk about how Android this looks with the squares? With yeah, the it's. I mean, so it's very squarish. It's very flat. There's no layers to anything. There's you know, um, like see see how like that transition from library to episodes is very Android. Like the library just becomes smaller. It doesn't go to a separate like uh, divider or something. Right. You know, it's just on the same level as like the other selectors. It's just like, it. it's very material design. To yeah. Me. Same with the new app store. I like how looking at my podcast listing is like so indicative of I don't listen to anything other than video game podcast. <laughs> it's like yeah. Wardcast, Bombcast, Beastcast, Game Church, which I just downloaded because Josh we had on is a host on that and I wanted to check it out. Uh-huh. Uh, Waypoint, the, the Bombcast after show podcast feed. Give me that phone. But yeah, Apple update. Yeah, I mean, overall... Overall, that looked cool. I'm going to update my phone probably this weekend. Um, but uh, other than that, iPhone X looks cool. Um, I mean, the emojis thing was just absurd. God, the second Craig <laughs> Fergadelli like, got on stage, he's like, let me show you me as a chicken. <laughs> let me show you me as a piece of poop. I'm like, Craig, Craig, no, Craig, we, no, please, no, I don't want to see this. Right, and you know that was all scripted, so there was like a lot of thought, and like that was rehearsed, and there was a lot of uh, commitment and at, that at no point was thing. like during like the 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 practice run was someone like sitting in the bleachers in that auditorium being like what the fuck are we doing right <laughs> right it's just i mean i said this in the i said this in the slack but it takes a a whole lot of mental gymnastics to picture steve jobs participating in that whatever that was i don't think he would do it <laughs> i think he would hand it off like tim does he'd be like and here's greg to show off the shit that i don't want to embarrass myself on the stage with Right, but then, but then, even even then, um, uh, uh, Tim Cook was doing it. He was the alien. Remember? Yeah, yeah, that part. Did you like see that and see like the dystopia behind it? Because he gets so Craig gets a message from with the animoji demo from Tim Cook, and Tim Cook is the alien head emoji, and he goes, "Take me to your leader." He's like, "Oh, what am I saying? I am your leader." Time to wrap <laughs> this up, Craig. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like, jeez. <laughs> oh, it's like the Tim Cook southern niceness but wrapped around like the cold calculated corporate leadership of get back to yeah, work the app like you know the blank face of apple blank unfeeling apple right. the eye of apple um yeah i mean 
I don't know. I don't think I'll get an iPhone X. I have, I, I have an iPhone. I like Android devices better. I have an iPhone cause it's, you know, for my job, but, um, but, uh, I don't know. It's, it's definitely cool. Other Android devices do it, but it's okay that they do it now because now Apple's doing it and that's how it always is. Right. Uh, Neil um, Patel said that on, I think his iPhone eight review, he's like, yes, Android phones have had wireless charging forever, but now it matters because since iPhones are so prominent, I mean, Android phones are more prominent in terms of like market share, but iPhones have more mind share that now that iPhone supports the uh, key standard for wireless charging, you're going to see a lot more retail stores, a lot more, yeah. just everything supporting wireless charging. Right. Um, and I think that's how it's, you know, everyone complains about, oh, Apple, Apple isn't what they used to be. And it's like, they don't need to be what they used to be. There's no, I mean, uh, you know, you know the 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 phone. I think the pro- the phone problem, like the, whatever problem this is solving, is like pretty solved. Yeah, you know, um, and there's no there's it'll no get thinner new... and faster and you know smaller or whatever. But like, there's no there's not a whole lot of more headroom for innovation on a smartphone. Right. There's no new problem to be solved. Yeah. Like, like everyone thought it was going to be TVs. Like when Steve Jobs first passed, everyone's like, oh, the Apple TV, like right. the actual like screen. And then it was like, oh, smartwatches and wearable devices. Right. But neither of those have like change the game as much as smartphones like if apple was still an innovating innovative company i think they'd be working on the apple car which is which they are like it's like no it's over oh they can't yeah oh i didn't know that yep which sucks and it's like you know know, it it, it got canned because it was also called project titan the second they said project titan i was like no this was blizzard's failed like (laughs) world of warcraft 2 project don't name it that you just cursed it yeah yeah well they 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 i mean i obviously the next big thing is self-driving vehicles yeah um and so you know i mean like like apple's gonna be the person that you know justifies all the and makes popular all the all the smartphone features that all the android people are working on um there's no real face to android because it's a million companies right um but apple is the face of smartphones because it's just one company that handles everything for their phone so They'll just make all the features that we have left to put in phones, you know, in in their phones and justify it for the end of time or whatever. That notch, though. That notch, though. I like the notch. You like the notch? I, I do. Eh, I don't. I don't. I I don't really like the notch. I like it. I mean, and I don't I, like I, notch. I think. I think. I mean, I guarantee you. Uh, all the smartphones next year are gonna have notches. Well, the anything coming out from HTC, the central phone has but one. It's like a, a little, little circle. Yeah. Um, which, like, I don't know. I find it equally as you know annoying or whatever is the central phones. It's from a usability perspective, like it's just like on the screen. Um, I don't mind the screen not being perfectly square. Yeah, I mean, if I were to use it, I'm sure I'd get used to it. It's just it seems. I don't know. Everyone says this, but it seems very non-Apple. It's like you know, like the camera bump. You know, people complain about the camera bump now, and their solution was just, oh, just put a case on it, and it makes the back of the iPhone flush. It's like, well, but why Why did you have this big old camera bump out? And maybe, like, they couldn't. Because the device is already, you know, thin as shit. Exactly. And their, and their obsession with thinness seems crazy. Like, I would rather have them thicken it out so it's flush <laughs> and make a bigger battery. I think it's hilarious that we walk around with battery packs that are, like, twice as thick as the phone to charge the thin phone. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like... Right. 
And then their battery pack, like Apple case that they made, like looks ugly as shit. Yeah. Because it's just big camel hump on the back that's not perfectly even. So it's like, here's the camera flush with the case, and then the case comes out like a big badonkadonk. Yeah, it's got a butt. Yeah. <laughs> but um, did you hear the, you know, what that camera uh, array is? It's basically a connect. Yeah. Like it's literally like a connect. Yeah. Like they bought Real Sense that made the first original connect prototype. Yeah. I'm just make make a little one. <laughs> make a little one. So I got unlock my <laughs> so I just look at my phone, unlock it. It's uh yeah, I, I mean I think the technology is cool. It looks glitchy, you know. Uh that's gonna be that's gonna be really hard to uh you know. Well, there's a big we'll security. See, we'll see how well risk. it works when it comes out. Because there's a big I saw something because so it doesn't unlock if you have your eyes closed, right? Right. But so if someone, if you get arrested by police, you don't have to comply and unlock your phone with your fingerprint. Yeah. Like you can just refuse that. Yeah. But a policeman can just come up. Yeah. Show the phone your face, like unlock it. Apple's like sly way of being like, yes, we'll comply, Mr. Government. Because oh, right. Like, yeah. There's a San Bernardino thing. Yeah. So, I don't know. They're like, don't worry. Next time this happens, we'll have this feature in that just allows you to point the phone at their face. Yeah, all this well, but stuff it, which is, is, I mean, I guess it's, I don't know. I was thinking about this in the car. Um, at where oh, Will gets all of his yeah, deep thoughts. This is where I think. Uh, so, like, <laughs> you know, I, I, I was like an early Android adopter. I had like the second Android phone. Uh, and then I had like, yeah, and then I had like the shittiest Android phone for years, and like last year i got the nicest android phone and like it was cool for like a few weeks and now it's just like this is my phone yeah so the like, newness wears off pretty quickly yeah like almost immediately and so i just feel like just make your phones why are we yeah yeah even like the 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 android versus apple android versus yeah. iphone debate is kind of just like yeah, like my iPhone has like some features or like is locked down some pretty gross and annoying ways, but right. not enough to make me switch. Like the interesting thing about like smartphone development, like as far as like all oh, these new, new features is like software is actually having like a conversation about like user ability and like UX and stuff. Which, like, software people just never had until cell phones, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, know. this is, like, some people's first computer. And, like, just having a computer is enough. Like, my dad never used a computer before he had an iPhone. Right. But, like, I mean, like, having, like, a nicer processor or whatever. Like, most people don't play, like, super crazy processor-heavy games on their phone. You know, like, Doodle Jump is a thing. Right. Um, so Our, like the, the interesting stuff is like people, these people that are like really like hardcore cell phone are just like innovating in a lot of like interesting ways as far as like use UX goes yeah. instead of just being like the new, the new card in here is blazing fast. It's like people are actually interested in the app store because like it's it's all how they're using their phones yeah got them killer apps yeah. i do like some of the ux changes that apple has made subtly in ios 11 so like now when you uh unlock or when you wake the phone it's uh it fades up from black so it's not just like off then on mm-hmm. it does this really cool like fade up effect where did i put my phone like this is it off oh god damn it because mine 
and then it does this like nice little like waking up thing but then the second you hit you unlock it's like all right we're, we're fucking in where before it was like this slow transition into being unlocked now it's just like huh. get the fuck in the phone That's awesome um there's also an sos feature for emergency mm-hmm. calls so if you hit your lock screen five times It'll call emergency services. What? And that's how they phrase it, right? They say you'll you'll contact emergency services if you hit your lock button five times. And I'm like, well, how do I know it works if I don't try hitting the button? So I think I was like walking somewhere and I just looked at my phone. I'm like, one, two, three, four, five. And that brings us up. So you still have uh, to okay. slide to hit something. It's not immediately <laughs> it's like, like two. <laughs> so like it brings up a thing and you slide the power off or slide to get your medical ID or slide to call the 911. But first I thought it'd be like, but what if I just accidentally hit it five times in a row in succession and then I'm on the phone with emergency services? I don't know. Yeah. It's right now. It's just kind of like a race to, for incremental features. Yeah. I'm astonished that they put iOS 11 on the 5S though. That is like, yeah, really cool. I think it's cause it's the last, like, I mean, outside the SE, I think it's the last like small phone. I mean, 25% of iPhone owners have a 5S. Really? Yeah. It's a lot. Wow. I think it's twenty five percent. It was it was it was something high like that last time I last time I looked because I was like, what what phones does my game need to run okay on? It's yeah. it's like twenty or twenty percent or something, yeah. So iOS eleven must be pretty efficient then. Like it must not be like a huge resource hog in order to run on that yeah, old, I mean, older hardware. Well, five S is, I mean, relatively speaking, five S is still a very powerful. Is that device. a eight a nine? What what uh, chip version is it? A7? A8, I think. I think. I don't know. It's um, a smaller number. The number's smaller. It means it's yeah, less good. It's it's <laughs> it's a few years old, but but like, I mean, it's a four-year-old phone, you know, and yeah. it's still getting updates. Like, that's uh, what Android manufacturer does that? None. None. Yeah. I mean, like, Samsung does not do that. Samsung, you get maybe two major OS updates. And then you have to buy a new phone if you want more updates. What's this? Which for a primarily UX driven device is kind of shitty. Right. What's right. this Bixby bullshit nonsense? Bixby's stupid. What is it? <laughs> is it? It's just like a Siri it's kind just, of yeah, thing? Yeah, it's just they're dumb. Uh, and for some reason, they're so obsessed with it, the adoption of it that like they, they'll, they'll, they force you to use it. Basically, you so, can't remap the button anything. Every oh. time the phone updates, uh, it patches something that lets you map the, map the button out. You know, some exploit that people figured out. It's... I, oh like samsung you're an android manufacturer like please please stop trying to be apple and uh you know let people use your device like the enthusiasts they are right you know and like you know apple didn't let their like phones explode so (laughs) i think you have a way and also like wasn't there a huge corruption scandal with samsung like tied into the south korean government yep (sighs) korean samsung all right uh let's go off phones Let's talk. Let's talk video games. What yeah. this podcast is supposed to be about, <laughs> right? Um, Will, you told me you were playing something, yeah, or maybe multiple a bunch things. Of things. I didn't. What, what do you got? You want to know what, what they are? are? Yeah. Well, so uh, I have I have a Steam Link, right? Really? I got it like a few sales ago, just because right. they had like Steam Link like ten bucks. Cheap. Yeah. Nice. And then I just never hooked it up because I was like, video games are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I know it? Uh, who or, plays and or makes video games more so because i felt like i kept reading that it sucked on wi-fi and like i was like i don't want to run cables man give me a break get that cat five baby yeah and so um last week i was just like you know what let's 
take her out for a spin. Let's just hook it up, see what's up. See what the old girl's got. Yeah. And um, it works really well. Yeah. I've been pretty sad. I mean, there's definitely been like a few hiccups with it, but like, I love it. Yeah. It's great. I was talking to Dan about it because he has a shield and apparently oh, yeah. he likes it way more than the the link. And, oh, I, yeah. and I was considering getting a link, but I don't need one right now. Well, I'm sure that like people that are like way into like, for instance, like I've thought about getting like a Google home and people are like, oh, don't Alexa's so much better. But like, I'm not really like, I don't get mad if I'm like, okay, Google. And then it's like, didn't hear you. Plap. <laughs> Yeah, so like I'm 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 okay with like a certain amount of like malfunction in my devices. Right. Also, I might just be totally, you know, indoctrinated, but for some reason I trust the Google one more, you know? Yeah. Like Alexa scares the fuck out of me. I don't yeah. like that shit in my house. Yeah, Amazon in um, general is just like, I don't like you. I'll get I'll get some soda from you or something. Big brother right. Google. I like that yeah. you can okay. get stuff to me. You know, you can basically employ slave labor to get stuff to me really quickly, but Right. But like that's these, as far these, as you go. These yeah. avocados are pretty cheap. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so like... Um, so we streaming. Well, so I started off, I was like, time to boot up some Sonic Mania. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so I did that, uh, and it was running at like 10 frames per second. No shit. And I was like, what? What's good? I, I was pretty sure that like my computer was beefy enough for Sonic Mania. Um, and I haven't really tested it out, but like I feel like it was just because it was streaming, it was doing something goofy. It could have been DeNuvo stuff, maybe, but like, I like I couldn't find any other people having trouble with it, so I was just like, this is probably just some weird edge case. Um, like I know that on some machines, like Redshift, Blueshift crawls on if you're if they're streaming, huh? Okay, which is like weird because like, you know what I mean? Like it seems like streaming software would take up low the, overhead the CPU, but yeah. then like you check it out and it's not, and it's the game. Maybe they use some weird injector. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. And that messes with certain certain game frameworks. I'm not much yeah. of a that much of a code magician to yeah, me neither. be able to know. But anyway, so I was just like, well, that's a bummer. I really wanted to play Sonic Mania. And so I was just like, well, let's find something else. So I checked out my Steam library and... Uh, Dark Souls! Yeah, well, so yeah, I played <laughs> plenty of Dark Souls. How many hours do you have clocked on it, do you think? Not that many. No, uh, he he shared shared it. It was like two fifty, three hundred. Yeah, something like that. Holy shit! I've played more Rocket League than you have Dark Souls. Oh yeah, that's bad. Yeah, so we were sharing uh our our accounts for like our most played games, and uh, I think my most played game that I know is all me is Fallout New Vegas. That's recorded on on Steam, and that's like ninety six hours. And then I have like one hundred ninety hours on uh, Stardew Valley, but one hundred fifty that's like windy. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> and then. Sam, you have 398 hours in Rocket League? Yes, sir. And and Will has... I have... You've, you've said it before. 156 hours in Metal Gear Solid V, 195 in Mountain Blade Warband, which Tyler was talking about, like, something like 500 hours for him with that game. Uh, 288 hours in Dark Souls. And then what was and the one for Ace Sprite? 600 hours for Ace Sprite. That's pretty good. <laughs> and then Moment says he has, like, a thousand... Dude, that's so shitty. I've spent... Two thirds of the time that you've just been drawing and creating and being an artist in Ace Bright, just like, you know, being salty in Rocket League, yeah. <laughs> just shouting at your computer. <laughs> oh man, I got real violent. I got to uninstall that game. Rocket League. When I first started playing, I was like, every time I lost a match or missed a shot, I oh would, dude, I would scream. People get. <laughs> it's like it's like, I don't know. It's it's not like this kind of like, you know, 
insidious like like slow burn shitty community that you get in like MOBAs. But people get explosive in Rocket League. <laughs> or just start like, spamming get, like, the auto chat. <laughs> <laughs> There's you I don't know if you guys remember this episode, uh but one time <laughs> what I was a save. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh wow, wow, wow. <laughs> That's my favorite one. What? someone hits you <laughs> uh this ha- uh this is on a really old episode but one time i was playing a guy and he was saying um every time i i got a shot on him or sc- scored a goal on him he would say nice shot and i would say thanks and this happened like six times he was like nice shot thanks nice shot thanks nice shot thanks and then he just typed in but seriously fuck you <laughs> that's so, really yeah. funny uh dark souls definitely played some of that um feels great uh and then i played some went back and played some metal gear solid uh, ground zeros Mm -hmm. played through that that was fun play through the entirety of it or just like played a mission uh well or like play through the actual like story part thing of ground zeros yeah not the 50 side whatever missions and then um I went ahead and installed and played some a thousand and one spikes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and that, good game. that's like one of my favorite games right now. It's so good. Um, so have you ever played it? I really wanted to. I remember when Patrick Klippik was playing it and I watched him. I was like, man, this seems like a fun game. And then I like installed it and then never played it. It's yeah. cool. Cause you can, so I don't want to like, you know, spoil what you're going to say, but it's, it's cool. Cause I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. Do it. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's cool. Cause you can like really feel the, uh, designer like talking to you yeah in that game well yeah and like so like i've played like maybe like literally four minutes of spelunky and i like to watch people play spelunky okay but I, it's just never really grabbed me um and then i really liked playing la mulana these are all the same game by the way it's just different presentations essentially i haven't played long it's in my steam library i haven't played it yet though it's what? a beautiful game I feel like Thousand One Spikes and Spelunky are a little different because what I like about Thousand One Spikes, it's about like, all right, I'm going to tackle this first piece of this puzzle, and then I move to the next one, right? And I'm going to move to the next one. I'm going to die a couple times each one. Spelunky's just like, all right, I'm going to go through this run. I'm going to die. I'm going to learn a little bit, but it's going to change. Right. So some of my knowledge will map to the new run, but some of it won't. Whereas One Thousand One Spikes, it's like, all right, once I master this part, then it's, it's so about pure. the next part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So one Thousand One Spikes sense with the is classical music, and Spelunky is jazz. Um, all right yeah and la mulana is like like jean michael gr or something <laughs> but um yeah so like la mulana is like a adventure game and it's got a lot of puzzles and it's platforming but it's like very like indiana jones uh and then of course spelunky is very just like this is going to be different every time you play and it's kind of like acting on your feet and doing cool stuff but like a thousand and one spikes is just like super authored content. Like the level design is just like so good. Um, it's very much like if if you if you're into the the like mental state that you can get in with Dark Souls, it's very similar to that where you're just like, yeah, I died, but I'm just gonna do it again, and like eventually you get better, and you're like, yeah, I'm super good at this. Yeah, I think um, it's it's interesting. Like de- death, uh such an interesting concept in games because people tend to stop playing when they've died. Right? right. Like, but that's like kind of how you play dark souls is like, like death isn't really like a, it's not a bookmark, you know, like you, you're supposed to same with thousand one spikes. Like to play the game is to die. 
right? Yeah. Or like Rogue Legacy. Um, it's like skateboarding. Yeah. Like if you're going to learn how to skateboard, like you got to sign up for a million skinned elbows. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not even a bad thing. It's just part of the process. Or dorky elbow pads. Right. right. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I didn't say rollerblading, Dylan. <laughs> I love Brink. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so 1001 Spikes is so good. Um, I've played a lot of that. And then um, what else have I been playing? Uh, so last yesterday, um, Heat Signature came out. Yes. By Tom Francis. That's correct. Of Gunpoint. Of Gunpoint. One of my favorite games of all time. Oh, I didn't know you liked Gunpoint. I love it's it. It's a great game. It's so good. Another game I haven't played. Come on, Dylan. Dude, you should look at my polish shame. You see <laughs> you see some of these games, you'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> How's Disney Crossy Road? It's really good. <laughs> so it's uh it's uh Nightmare Before Christmas weekend. Oh jeez. Um, so you get uh you get uh I think Winged Demon is the character you unlock if you beat so all yeah, the missions. Anyway, heat signature is like <laughs> really cool. Um it really is like so like my partner and I after Redshift Blue Shift we thought about like what our next thing is going to be for a bit and then like we were sort of playing around with this idea of like hijacking spaceships and like doing these cool Oh, didn't I play like things. a tiny prototype of that? Maybe like just a dude running around in Yeah, there. yeah, I think so. Yeah. And like it's it's like different than this in a lot of ways, but like the concept of that game was there because I really wanted to play a specific game. And heat signature is like basically it. Like, there's a few things I I'm like super not in love with it about. Like the art. The art is like, I'm not in love with it, but it's okay. Like it works. It's kind of it like okay. Flash animation, like flash game kind yeah, of feel. Yeah, and like if right? you zoom in, it gets pretty muddy, and it's not like it's not really amazing. It's not like really. It works okay. It's basically like a not stylish hotline miami and that's that's what i was gonna ask is like isn't the gameplay style like hotline because it's top down yeah. like perfectly top down and like you have your ship and you get on i mean i'm sure like if you looked up like news about this game a million people are gonna say this but it's very like ftl hotline miami mm-hmm. um and i say that because it does play similar to hotline miami but you can pause and like that's very similar to ftl so like it's not hard like hotline miami it's pretty right. difficult, but like it's not like every time you run into somebody with a gun, you're gonna die. Hotline Miami. It's like you can pause and then aim while you're paused and then yeah. shoot him. It's mm-hmm. not this like mad neurotic rush through the level, right? Like Hotline Miami is. Um, but man, it is really fun. And like I was playing it this morning. Like I woke up this morning to play it for this podcast, basically. Um. And I was like, okay, I got some stuff to, that I need to do before the podcast, so like I can only play for like an hour or so. And like an hour and thirty minutes later, I was just like, well, just one more. <laughs> I'm like, I'm really shitty at it, and I feel really bad because like, um, you start off and you can pick your player, or like who you want to play as, and they all have like she was a, a player, yeah, like it'll have like an. It's just like these people sitting at this bar in this overhead view. And then you like look through them and they all have like these personal missions. Like I want to rescue my mom from the whoever's. And so like you pick somebody and then you're just doing these missions, trying to like save up money to get this like crazy space lady to join you. Mm -hmm. And then like you die or you get captured. And then the next player's like, 
I want to save my mom, but also maybe I'll play this dude that just wants to save my first dude. (laughs) (laughs) And then he gets captured and it's like, all right, you can't save that first dude. So, uh, so now I'm just like, Oh no. It's kind of like, um, a little bit of that zombie. U. like when your character dies, you just respawn as another survivor and then you have to go find your zombified first character and get your gear back from it. But yeah, it's a really fun game. Um, it's not like super systems based, like um, Gunpoint, which is kind of disappointing. Like that's essentially what I wanted our game to be is like very systems based, but like so basically that's, that's an FTL, but instead of it being like you're controlling a ship or units, you're controlling a character, right? Um, but also like Gunpoint is like super systemic. Like the design of that game is just like super fun and it's you're you're not solving puzzles as much as you're solving problems you know um and in this game there's there's a bit of that just because it's very like what what this game has on gunpoint is like gunpoint had like you know 15 levels or whatever it was pretty sh- it's a pretty short game and this has like the potential of just being like the game that i go to to play um so like i guess so, gunpoint, sorry dark souls this is the this is like the the spelunky to gunpoint's 1001 spikes oh because yeah i think heat signature is all procedurally generated content that's cool um i hear it's a lot of fun to blow people out in the space yeah in this game. <laughs> yeah <laughs> using grenades or some sort of other method it's pretty wild i mean it's like super cool it's if you it, the gameplay like that's very like quick and fun and it's fun to like slice people or bash people in the head and I'm enjoying it. And there's like a lot of like crazy gadgets I haven't really been playing with. There's like a lot of like weird warping gadgets where you can like warp into other rooms and stuff. But I just, I'm just like, I'm going to wait till I'm in hard missions to use these. Does that have controller support? No. Well, it's very like gunpoint doesn't either. No, I know gunpoint doesn't, which was used to be my hang up with it because yeah. I just didn't have a, a desk to play it on. Yeah. Uh, this, but this game seems like if it's like hotline Miami esque. Is it a lot of like, okay, I'm going to use this ability and click on this specific square or area to use it? Like that wouldn't map particularly well to a controller or is it just they didn't put controller support in? Um, I'm trying to think if it would work with controller support. I think it's mostly like the menus would be really clunky. Okay. Um, I played Hotline Miami through the first time, uh, mouse and keyboard, and uh, later I'd try to play it. Like Hotline Miami is hot garbage on a controller. Oh, I don't think so. Really? Yeah, Damn. I, I mean, I never played. I on, guess it's kind of like I think the game is so like hard. It's just like whatever you use first. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. it's preference. Like Dylan, yeah. you've played PUBG with keyboard, and that's about it, right? Yes. Yeah. So and some Destiny too. But that's it. yeah. Like I think Curtis is also like a very like only plays with gamepad kind like, of person. When you so. when you load Super Meat Boy and it's like gamepad over mouse and keyboard forever, I'm like fuck yeah, these guys get it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely I like prefer that too. to play with a controller, but yeah. like some games, I just I just can't. I mean, yeah, like a 4X simi game isn't going to, might not map well to one, but I also don't play those kinds of games regularly. So, sure. like, Age of Empires probably wouldn't map well to a to a controller, but I'm not I'm not spending every weekend playing. Yeah. I might try and dig out my Steam controller and play it on the Steam Ooh. link with that. You have all these Steam gadgets that you yeah. don't use. For how much I bash Valve <laughs> on this podcast. Well, give me all this. I'm just like, Steam Link's awesome. I love the Steam ne- controller. Next week, Will's going to be like, and maybe I'll break out my Vive sometime <laughs> yeah. soon. Yeah. So 
heat signature has been really fun so far i'm like itching to play more that's good i'm excited i'm excited i'm excited for game of the year we're we're, we're building this narrative of all oh, these games uh, we're playing and it's just gonna be it's gonna be a bloodbath yeah and i'm so excited it's gonna be great what's better heat signature or breath of the wild oh definitely heat signature but definitely not let's not get started with that <laughs> conversation <laughs> sam Woo. have you been playing anything um yeah i have yeah uh let's see what have i been playing um a lot of mgsv finally getting around to that game um moment has brainwashed you all it is five <laughs> if moment's not on the podcast it's mgs5 well it's not really five because it's not really yeah it's not enumerable having yeah. played peace walker and that being my probably probably my 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 favorite mgs game um which i know is like a horrible thing to say but um so this is 5.5 that, that, that being my favorite mgs game i actually kind of like it being v because it's very much like it's direct sequel to peace walker right. um from like a design perspective all right um but yeah uh mgsv yeah i've been playing it um i am feeling myself getting bored with it but it's it's been good so far i'm how far in are you 10 percent like, completion oh, okay <laughs> how many so not very far how many hours played i don't know um i'll have to check i've been playing on ps4 um have you like sw- have i you- just got quiet okay oh wow so not very far um i know a lot of side ops i just got into the the over like the main open world so and like did the first mission that you do and wow. so that's that's where i, I need to start playing v next podcast we can really have like hunker down and do All some right. real kojima talk you want to do yeah. that yeah i'll do that that'd be yeah. good i'll play some more M- yeah. mgs um but are so are you like switching up I'm curious to know if like so you say you're getting kind of bored with it. Yeah. Are you like do you find yourself switching up the way you're playing it to try and entertain yourself or are you just well, going through it? So that's the thing. <laughs> All right, this mission um, only Rocket Fist. So a little bit. Um it is super so far it is okay, so I tend I I'm really bad about this, but I tend to just go through games in this like optimal route. Yeah, yeah. Um and I do that with every game, and I need to like be a better game consumer than that. Um, so that's really not how you're supposed to play a lot of games. Um, but uh, I think that's also why I really tend to gravitate towards very arcadey games, is because like there's a right. through line. They, they just go f- like the optimal route is like the Here's best design part it, of the game. Yeah, and this right. is the, what we've made. Right, that, which is why I like Vlambeer stuff so much, and that's why I like you know. Um, you know, just like like that game company and stuff like that, where it's like super minimal. Um, but anyways, that all that aside, uh, yeah, uh, the the most optimal like route I've found to play the game is si- the silenced M4 thing. Oh yeah, the silenced headshots. The, yeah, and uh, I've got the one I upgraded a little bit, so that has a scope now. And then I've got the you know the sleepy pistol, um, <laughs> the sleepy pistol, which is like. The most OP thing in the game, basically. Yeah. Um, and then carry sniper rifle for when you really need it. Um, C4. And like occasionally use like a smoke grenade. Because that's really it's really easy to just like throw a smoke grenade at a bunch of dudes and they're all like, what's going on? And they like start coughing and then you yeah. just go up and like them beat them all up. Yeah. yeah. Um some CQC. So, so there is definitely an optimal way to play. There's it's it's funny to do like like fun things sometimes where like uh Oh, let's just drop the let's like call in a an ammo drop and just like drop it on a guy. Yeah. Um and kill him. Like I've knocked a guy I knocked a guy out of a uh, crow's nest that didn't have a roof on it. 
like that because I put the ammo drop like directly underneath the crow's nest. <laughs> That's great. Um, which is fun. Which is fun. And you, there's like all like the the funny shit you can do with the horse. Um, D horse. D horse. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about that. Like, why isn't it D quiet? Like, why isn't the branding consistent? D desert horse. No, it's diamond horse. Oh, I thought it was no, desert. diamond dog. dog. But then it would be diamond horse. Like, why wouldn't it? It does have a diamond on its forehead, doesn't it? Like, and it's, and it's like it's skin. Like it's skin. Yeah. yeah, it's a Bojack horse. B yeah, horse. I thought so. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I I B just thought horseman. it was. I just thought it was desert horse. That I really like me. watching the horse get airlifted. Fulton, yeah. yeah, and it like whinnies when it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask that. Do you do you Fulton a lot of dudes or? Yeah, I Fulton all the time, but like I'm picky. I won't accept it if you don't have a B. <laughs> headshots for you, my friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Grade B or shell grave. Yeah. Um Yeah, so well, okay, so my 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 boredom with the game is not so much like the because I honestly find that okay, so like if I would just had that one loadout, if that was literally all the game was, I would right. probably st still be having a lot of fun. Yeah. So I don't think it's so much like the tools as much as like the game is not really open world. Like it, right. it's it's a bunch of nodes. Right. I would um, so much have preferred if V was more like poor or what's the one? Peace Peace Walker. Yeah, where it's just like where it's like just go into the level, do the level, like because right. that's what you're doing. Yeah, and the levels are just kind of like maps. Right. Um, I, I honestly wish they took like a more like almost like stalker approach to the to the level design. But aren't like they, like Peace Walker is very similar. Aren't there like uh missions where it's like hey you gotta hit this convoy or whatever? Yeah, like, sure. Aren't those take place over like the course of the open world? The convoy's on a loop, and you walk to where it's gonna be, and you set off the C4 just like any other game. Like it's like okay. it's you know it's not. Those like those missions alone don't make the open world compelling. Yeah, um, and what's interesting is that like, okay, so don't get me wrong. I I feel like I say this every podcast. I really like MGSV, and this is just my my <laughs> nitpicks. Um, but like, I wish it. So I feel like a lot of other open world games are all about subverting the game mechanics. Like like uh, GTA is all right. What's the like? What's the cheesiest way you can accomplish this thing? Right. Or Far Cry, or like you know, just cause is probably like the, the most insane example of that. Um, and breath of the wild does that a little bit too, but like, it's like, uh, I w I was, I was talking with Lauren about how like just cause and MGSV are like, like completely inverse to each other. Like, uh, just cause is like great open world design sandboxy. Like everything's kind of fuzzy. There's no real, you know, hard and fast, orthogonality to all the uh, all the game mechanics um, but it has all these like technical problems yeah like the like shooting is not great and yeah, the... yeah like it's just like the technical stuff in just causes is, is garbage but in mgsv it's like technically flawless like just a gem <laughs> right. but like the design the open world design is like not that good there's mm -hmm. no reason for it. yeah right I, I i really feel like a lot of it is like the game just feels super fluffed like like why do i need to wait for a snake to decide that it's a good time to close the helicopter door to look at the fucking iDroid so I can pick what I'm fucking doing right now. Like, um, that said though, I mean, it, they did think of everything, you know, like the, the, any interaction that you could, that could pop in your head is like covered and it's there. And it, like, it's very satisfying to realize something and then execute it. So that's good. It's kind of a multi-step process, though, because I remember when I first started playing it, I was like, I would be able to grab someone, but I like couldn't re figure out how to like choke them out because the UI isn't like 
Like it, it gives you the button combos, but it's like not super. I would mess it up all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I did that at first too. Yeah. I feel like once you play, like, so you said you you played like the first mission or so. Yeah. So I I, I got out like the hospital or wherever and like you get into the open world and and revolver also lots like just the world is your oyster or whatever and like and then you <laughs> oh it's so yeah. good it's so good it's that pretty whole good intro is just sick yeah. um, um and then i did like the first like go into this you compound cause yeah yes gotcha. yeah and cause is like yes. it he's just like a nugget <laughs> 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 wait what <laughs> He's missing an arm and a leg. Okay. That's what I thought you meant. But like, again, it's been a while since I played. I probably played. When did, when did Metal Gear Solid 5 came he out? He knows it. Yeah, he does. I like how they're like, they give, they give Snake, cause. they immediately are like, all right, Snake, you need an arm. And they get yeah. him this like crazy arm. And then like, it's like, it's like two months in the game and Cos is still just like crunching around. He's like oh, hobbling around dude. everywhere complaining about the fact that we brought Quiet home. Oh my God. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that game is fucking hilarious. Um, but regarding your controls thing, um, I was definitely klutzing the controls. Or I was constantly hitting the deck. Just accidentally, like it just slides a little just, bit, like, like do Mario. It into a guy. Yeah. yeah, it's so funny. Um, but yeah, I was definitely doing the same thing, probably for another like two hours past where you are. But once you like remember everything, it's just the most expressive control yeah. scheme. Yeah, I agree. And I, it's honestly, it's like, all right, well, we're five games in. We finally figure out how to make controls for an MGS game. Congrats, congratulations! Like, pat on the back. Yeah. Um, so I wish all the other, someone should remake all the other MGS games with that control scheme because <laughs> it works so well. Well, I got a pet project for you. What's that? <laughs> Do you like Metal Gear? I love Metal Gear. Do you like MGS V? It's pretty Do, good. Control yeah. scheme wise. Yeah, it's pretty great. Do you like hacking in the games? Modding them? Can you get me sexy? like the Fox engine? Get, I have yeah, a mission yeah. for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me, I'll be right back. You're going to be splinter selling into Konami headquarters. Yeah, not solid snaking it. <laughs> splinter selling it. Um, anything else? About, uh, about MGS? Um, or other games? Uh, either. Well, so, like, I think, like, what's interesting... The open world in MGS V does not live up to the hype of what it was supposed to be. And I have a feeling that it was supposed to be essentially, like, a Metal Gear Solid three engine where it's just like that game was like you're dropped off in the woods and like the majority of the game is getting to the base and it was like it managed to make it like really fun and compelling mm -hmm. um but it just because i remember before v came out i was just like this is what it's gonna be this is dope because like that was such a cool yeah like way to approach that like like grozny grad or whatever in three is essentially like that's the game but like you got to get there first and it just takes so long to get there and it's like so much fun getting there and then you get there and it's just like that was a cool game but like in v it's just like oh god like i got okay you're gonna put me down here but like why do i have to walk that far yeah and there's like nothing like every once in a while there's like a few missions where there will be like dudes in the woods that are like set up there for that mission basically mm -hmm. and that can be pretty interesting and really fun but it never gets to like this point where you're just like these woods are fun like i want to be in these woods yeah because it's a desert it's they i mean they pick the most boring environment 
Right. But even like so later on, there's like some woods and they're just like not. Really? Yeah. Damn. There, there's, there, I mean, there's literally like one part that's like feels really good in uh-huh. the woods, but like. Because it's not all in Afghanistan, right? Like you go to right. different locales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. So it's, it's definitely. I don't know. It, it like like sneaking past enemies is fun, but I wish I only had to do it one time per like little outpost. Right. If I killed the dudes, it, they oh. shouldn't come back the next time so I load the map. The like Far they should Cry, be, the they Far should Cry be gone for like two missions. Yeah. So like in Far Cry Two, you it's exactly clear like out Far Cry Two. It's a, I, you're t- I don't know why I didn't think of that. Yeah, it's totally like Far Cry 2. It's got literally the same open world problems that I didn't like in Far Cry 2. Oh, that seems like a deal breaker. <laughs> it's, well, it, the rest of the game totally, like, I, I say making that, up for it. But, I say that, but I played a lot of Far Cry 2. Yeah, I played Far Cry 2 <laughs> to death, even though I hated that. So, you know, that's probably yeah. what I'm going to do with V. But I feel like, I mean, Far Cry 2 is also not a 50-hour game. So I feel like I'm going to be real sick of this by the end of 50 hours if I get that far. Ah. Uh, I was told by the clerk at Target that there's over a thousand hours in Far Cry 2. <laughs> I think it says on the back of the box even. What? Yeah. In Far Cry 2? That's what it said. What? Like Skyrim level <laughs> content in Far Cry 2? <laughs> Allegedly. Maybe it's assuming that you're like, you're playing the campaign over and over again as the different characters. Yeah, probably. Maybe if you take a combination of like this main character and this side buddy. And you play all those yeah, it's over like and over. Yeah, th- thousand hours of like possible content. Well, that is like an issue in V, where it's just like there's a lot of content in this game, and there could be like maybe you could boil it down to like fifteen hours of like really fun gameplay. Yeah, it, it just, it, that's why that's like why I immediately was like super hesitant about Zelda, is because yeah. it was just looked like, yeah, this is looking like the best Zelda in a while, but like the the gripes i have about this other game i love they look like they're a hundred percent in zelda sure yeah i mean at least like i it would honestly be more fun for me if i just didn't have to follow the fucking road everywhere like if they just made it so that you could go over a mountain oh yeah alone i forgot like, about that and like oh my god i mean like well at least like in legend of zelda you can at least climb things right right and that's the climbing in legend of zelda breath of the wild like i know i have gripes about that game but like that is really good. I feel like that yeah. changed the game. And like, I feel like every game designer now is just like, that's working on open world games. Like, shit. Climbing. We yeah. gotta fuck. God, put this in the game. Right. They they don't have, I mean, like, well, climbing has been in open world games forever. People essentially climb in Skyrim, right? Yes. Like, it's it doesn't look like it, but you're, that's like the mechanic is like, I mean, it's like you're saying, subverting the map basically is what climbing right. is. And like, GTA has had like airplanes and sure. all kinds of different ways to, get around right but in like it just feels very kojima it's like all right here's the way you will get around you know um on d horse and you will like it because we've designed it so well because look at him he's majestic right so you do kind of have to stomach that but if they just let you like walk over like find interesting ways to get around where like all right fuck i have to walk through this space otherwise it's another four thousand meters to get to where i'm trying to you know yeah, I think like that's just the issue. Like, I don't, I'm, that's why I'm just like not into open world right now. It's just like, the can pat, you make the, the, the world fun? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, yeah, if, and I do see like the fun in being able to like approach any objective from any angle is like really fun. But like, honestly, nine times out of 10, it's going to be like 
the one that I'm coming from from 5,000 meters away. Like, right. Because it's such a slog to get to where you're going. You're not like, oh, let me now go like around right. the back of this. You're space. like bored of the mission before the mission's even started. Yeah. Right. It kind of stinks. But still, we should all play V this, you know, in the next week or two. And like yeah. definitely have like a big a big V episode because that would be awesome. I was going to ask if, if that's the case, Sam, are we going to we're going to try try three in a row again? Try three episodes in a row. We'll try special. three episodes in a row. I'll All go right. for it. All right, um, cool. But uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm, V I, episode. That would be really fun, actually. The V episode. We can call it that. The V episode. Uh, yeah, if it was next episode, it could be Wardcast 100 V. 10 V. 10 V. The big one OV. Shit, son. Uh, sounds like a plan. All right. We'll sounds, I mean, we can't, we can't miss that branding opportunity. <laughs> uh, you been playing anything else, Sam? Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. I, I got Echo, um, which is by, for those not in the know, Echo, Echo, uh, Echo is by Echo, Echo. Echo is by Ultra Ultra. <laughs> Ultra Ultra. <laughs> Can I just say, um, I love their company name and I love that it's all caps. Yeah. Because it says... Developed by Ultra Ultra, published by Ultra Ultra. Yeah. <laughs> I hope yeah. eventually they change their name to Konami Konami. Um, <laughs> I can only really talk about the a few things because uh, I played it after um, after drinking with Brendan last night, and I fell asleep <laughs> while playing it. It's not that boring. I was just that drunk. Um, Did you wake up and it was still running? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Like I woke up. I, Lauren woke me up. And we went to bed, and then I got up for like like eleven, and it was still running. So your hours played so right my, now. Is my TV's probably ruined. Um, super fucked. Yeah, my hours are gonna be fucked. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so uh, Echo is by Ultra Ultra, which is a bunch of ex Hitman developers, and it does oh. feel very Hitman, uh, which is cool. Um, I like. I, I I haven't played it. The most recent Hitman I played Absolution. Is that no? The most recent one is just Hitman. Yeah, the episodic one. Yeah, which I, I need to play, but I played Absolution last, and that game was really good. That's hilarious that they like got off that ship before it was set ablaze. <laughs> They're like, uh, I don't, I don't think I don't like the way the wind's blowing here. And then they all left, and then yeah, Idos is like, hey, we're getting rid of you, <laughs> so get the fuck out. Yeah, pack up your shit. When they went and made this shit, I mean, it's it's really cool. It's a uh, very, I mean, so I can't talk about the gameplay yet because I was just playing the intro. And fell asleep during that, which is like really long, but I like didn't mind how long, like, like you're just walking around hallways. Um, but like, it's so cinematic and the voice acting is so good. Like I better than a Kojima game. Like the voice acting is incredible. Uh, and that I just didn't mind walking, like listening to like this sort of like backstory unfold. Right. Somewhere um, Kojima's like nose is bleeding. <laughs> yeah. Like, What's wrong? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> We need to redo everything in Death Stranding. Well, and if you're an anime nerd like the rest of us, you'd understand that that's a euphemism for being horny. Oh, I know that. I know that much. I mean, Kojima is also horny all the yeah. time. We, we established yeah. that last episode. That was a, essentially he's an old what, horn dog. That's what episode 100 was. was like <laughs> I was talking about how horny Kojima is. Yeah. <laughs> the thirstiest of all developers. <laughs> that shot in V when like when like they... they you're escaping the hospital and they just zoom into the guy's butt crack through his hospital ground. Yeah. With like the, <laughs> so with like the, the metal gear, like alert noise or whatever. <laughs> so brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Cinematic. It's gold. Not, no. So good. Um, but, but yes, echo. 
Yeah. So yeah. Uh, back on Echo. So yeah. So f- uh, based on what I know of the gameplay, it's a fast-paced stealth game. Um, that's very, like, um, it's very minimal and like you know, there's not like a whole lot like, like there's not this like huge array of tools like we were talking about with V. It's just like, you know, really pared down, uh, Hitman style, or I guess it's more like Splinter style, Splinter Cell style stealth. Okay. Um, because you are using guns a lot. Um, and a lot of like crouching and stuff too. A like lot of crouching, a lot of behind. like, yeah. Um, uh, and it, it looks like the st- the story is that you're this girl named N, and she's shown up at this place on this weird planet to try and like save somebody. Um, and that's as far in the story as I got. But it was cool because she's like she's like going uh she's like going into this place. Um. That's like the outside of it is, is really the outside of the planet is like crazy. It's like these, like, uh, just like stone cubes that like stretch down into the planet forever. Okay. Um, and she like makes her way down into that. And then like, she opens a door and it's this like pitch black, but like base like just from her flashlight, you can see like beautiful, like, like I was saying in the, in the Slack, like hyper modern Baroque looking place. Yeah. Like very ornate, like yeah. Marble floors and Yeah. Um, like it's, it's so just like hauntingly beautiful. Like, like, so I, 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 this is probably my favorite art style in the game. Like I was just talking about, uh, Tokyo 42 last time. Right. And yeah. this is like miles more <laughs> like I, I was looking at this. I was like, I, I've had to have a dream that looks like this. Like this is the craziest looking thing. Um, yeah. So you're walking through these like dark Baroque halls, uh, and she's like arguing with like the AI that's like leading her around like the ai is like clearly a person and but like he's being shitty like he doesn't think you're up to the task of like what you're trying to do (laughs) um and so he's just like kind of like like being a dick to you the whole time which is like really interesting dialogue um what else they have this thing that starts happening this is about where i fell asleep they have this thing that starts happening where uh they she turns something on and there's like these lights that start flashing all around the halls and it's like uh everywhere you walk, there's just like random, like, like, so the, the scale of this place is huge, right? Like, yeah. like you're, you, you'll, you're like standing in a hall that stretches on for like literal miles. And like the ceiling is right? like three stories up. Yeah. The ce- like cavernous ceiling and just this like ornate Baroque hallway that like stretches on for miles. Like you can totally tell that this was that like they generated this algorithmically, like the, this, uh, like the level geometry. Yeah. But it's like woven into the story. Like people didn't build this, machines did, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is like a really, I love that sort of like, uh, um, way to like I do that in Silent Earth a little bit, like lampshade the way we made the game with like something narrative type of stuff. But anyways, yeah. So you're in these like these uh really large scale places, and they have these just like lights that like you don't you can't see what's making it, but it's just like shooting down the hall or whatever. Okay. And so you get like a flash of what it looks like illuminated, you know, like the, and the size of everything. And it's just like the coolest, I don't know. I'm rambling about it, but it's just like the coolest, um, looking thing. Cool. And so yeah. it's, it's stealth action. Yeah. Um, melee combat. Um, it looks like it, uh, there's a thing she, she can do where she'll go up and like grab one of like the enemies, but I don't know what that does. Cause I haven't gotten that far. Right. Like I said, the intro itself is like an hour and the enemies are like, so, so she's an Android and like the enemies are like corrupted, like, like rejects, android something like that yeah um i i it's it's like i shouldn't be talking about it because i haven't played that much of it but it's too cool to not talk about like it's just beautiful i mean 
what was it, you or Alex shared the trailer yeah uh the other day and it was like very striking yeah and i'm probably I, gonna play more tonight i never heard of it like it's weird like some of these well-known developers making this game and just kind of coming out under the radar that's it's happening more and more well uh if you're listening to the show buy this game because it's they definitely deserve money for what they made it's 30 bucks how much 25 okay it's 10 percent off right now oh cool and that's it um, I'm, I'm excited to hear more about Echo when you play yeah, more. We'll talk about we'll talk about Echo next time on because I'll probably have played the shit out of it by then because it looks so cool. Um, yeah, I think I think that's all I've been playing. I'm trying to think. Are you? Did you get? Are you doing Magfest? Are you showing at Magfest? Uh, I have to submit round for my two. round two. Yeah, yeah. but but just hopefully, say, just letting everyone know if you if you're in Magfest round two, deadlines next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my my Magfest application was nightmare um because i had uh, a really busy week and i wanted to get some stuff into the video that like the whoever is looking at the videos wouldn't have seen last year yeah so it looked fresh Mm -hmm. um and uh then after effects wasn't or not after effects sorry then uh premiere wasn't behaving and so i submit i'm submitting my video at like 11 (sighs) 55 on the last day right under the wire and it rolled their system had rolled over Uh. uh so i was like it just wouldn't let me submit um, so I had to like email them and like it's ma- it's Magfest people and pretty you know it's this like ma- monstrous chaotically moving machine yeah that is Magfest <laughs> so so they you know it took it was like a week of nail biting before they got back to me and but we we worked it all out so and uh, the uh, and this like game submissions right now aren't working Did you see that like oh yeah there's no way to upload your or at least when they first put the link up to for round two it wasn't working yeah. So I don't know if if they fixed that since then or if they're gonna push back the deadline. Um, yeah, my uh, my fucking plugin that does all my controller mapping broke again. So I just tore all the control mapping out. So now I have it's all keyboard controls. <laughs> so I'm gonna sub- I'll probably submit. I might buy end control because buy rewired if you're gonna get a plugin. You like that one? Yeah, that's what people are using end control for a few years and then rewired came out and it's it's just more modular. And is the documentation clearer? Because I really don't like the documentation for end control. Like I haven't looked at end control's documentation, but I haven't had any problem with rewired's documentation. I'll take a look. Um, How much is it? Uh, rewired is, I believe, 40. Okay. And in and, and control, I think, is like 35. Yeah, they're pretty competitive to yeah. each other. Um, they, I mean, they do the same thing. Uh, yeah. They, basically, it's like you abstract out I mean, you can write this yourself too, um, but you abstract out a controller object that, um, like, you can just feed different inputs to the controller object, and then your characters or whatever check the controller object for inputs. They're not themselves looking for the actual hardware input. Right. You know? I'll, so, I'll have to check it out. I probably won't yeah. have all that stuff done by the time I need to submit, but I don't think they'll make a big deal about. Well, let me know if you need help with Rewired because okay. I use it. So. Um, but. <laughs> I just took raw footage like within quick time and submitted it for round one because I did a completely new art pass since between now and last MAGFest. So it's a lot of the same gameplay or it's like the first two levels are the same, but looks nice. completely different. Well, and then a bunch of like more UI, like level complete and shit like that. Oh yeah. Hopefully we'll all be going. You know what I hate? Like last year. You know what I hate about Unity? What? I hate uh, UI scaling and I hate <laughs> screen resolutions. Yep. Because I exp- I put one build out for for Windows and it's full screen and I put a second build out no f- more than five minutes later and it's pillar boxed and I have no idea why. Yeah, huh. I hate that shit. 
That sucks. So I'm going to probably tomorrow put in like a screen resolution selector into the demo build just so I can be like. Yeah. So there's no issues. Yeah. Yeah. I need to do the same thing because silent, I, I fucked up silent Earth's aspect control stuff recently, which is like really weird because it's a portrait game and it has to like detect the monitor ratio, but it's used an orthographic camera. So it's not good enough to just like pillar box it because the camera will be wrong. So I have to adjust the orthographic size of the camera based on the ratio of the actual monitor it's on. And it's just like a huge pain. Cool. Well, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, some, uh, some, uh, behind the scenes stuff. I'm thinking of doing some, uh, night show stuff at MAGFest cause night uh, show. Yeah. For WordCast. Oh, oh shit. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if that all comes together. Yeah. We Late should night ward mag fest. Yeah. Cast. Gonna reach out to once, once I get the full indie dev list of people that are going to reach out and start reaching out to people. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, let me get into, I'll be, I'll go quickly over what I'm playing. Cause there's been a lot of, a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, flippy knife. <laughs> <laughs> Did you also play Flippy Knife? I played it for a little while, and then I was just like, I'm horrible at this. It's kind of a hard game. It's actually really hard, yeah. Uh, last night, Wendy and I played um, Mount Your Friends, because <laughs> uh, which is a great game. Like, I mean, it's been out for a while, but... Uh, the game is so fun. People think I'm weird for liking it. It's hilarious. <laughs> and it's like, it's like the UI looks like trash. Like Fucking homophobes. So much of the game looks like garbage, <laughs> but just it feels so good to play, and just like the physics... It's just, it's so good. But the big blocky, like, press start, like a super low res start Xbox 360 controller start button, all this stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, look, like it looks kind of bad. It looks janky, yeah. But it's so much fun. It doesn't have, like, it doesn't have Xbox One controller support in it. So I tried using my Xbox One controller. I wouldn't recognize it. Yep. So I had to break out the old 360 ones. Um, but it was because I asked Wendy if she wanted to play something last night. She was like, snipper clips? And I'm like, I don't want to. I don't really like snipper clips that much. Like, what? it's fine, but it's not whatever. So I was like, how about mount your friends? She's like, what's that? It's like, well, <laughs> let me tell you. You're ready for some physics enabled peen. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I don't like this. I was like, all right, I'll put safer work mode on. And that's the big zipper and the business suit swinging around. Have you seen that one? No. If you go in the options, there's a safer work mode. And if you turn it on, everyone gets a business suit. And then instead of a dick, it's a big giant zipper. Like, fly zipper and just spins <laughs> around <laughs> that's really funny it's really good uh what else have i been playing uh some more some more PUBG. yeah more PUBG. i think my PUBG games got way worse i think i got my mmr like spiked uh-huh. when i won my second solo what's mmr matchmaking rank i gotcha oh uh, hmm. it's, it's acronym it's, level <laughs> <laughs> engaged yeah. uh because i want a pretty good uh i want a game came in first with only two kills because i was just kind of running the entire time and it ended in one of the cities like one of the coastal cities and i just had to like running between houses and shit and then i ended up in the bottom of this house and just sat there <laughs> for like a solid three minutes i'm like I don't, i'm not going outside this house because the circle is like surrounding this house and if the guy's just gonna have opportunity against me like i have greater advantage because there's only like two places in and there's a door next to me so if i hear him open the door he's gunned down if i see him coming through any of these like garage ports i got him and then like three minutes pass and the circle's like 
neither of you fuckers are moving. And so it just kept shrinking. <laughs> I'm like, okay, uh, where's the center? And there was no center because it was just going to keep collapsing until it killed both of us. And it takes off like a fifth of your health per second at this point. Yeah. So I just outlasted the guy because I had like a bunch of meds. So I just like <laughs> med it up. This game is for second marshmallow people. What's that? You ever heard the marshmallow test? Mm-hmm. Like you give a kid a marshmallow oh, and, and if you he say, eats it. Yeah, oh, you yeah, say yeah. like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back with two, but you can only have the second if you don't eat this one. Right. And then if you're a first marshmallow person, you just fucking eat the first one. Right. Because you have no self control. Yeah. And if you're a second marshmallow person, you wait and you do better at life in general and stuff. Right. Or whatever. Well, I think winning that game punched me up until the next tier of like <laughs> skilled players because I'm not doing well anymore. Oh, I forgot there were tiers. I mean, it's not surfaced, like, but there's matchmaking ranks. Right. It's right. all salt. It's a hidden. pretty opaque, like Halo or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, even Halo had like the number. Um, or like oh, Call, yeah, of, I guess so. Call of Duty yeah. has like your prestige rank and shit. So you know at least that much. But this has nothing. Right. Um, I, uh, they introduced fog into it. So now sometimes when you get put in a uh, game, there's fog. Have you played any fog levels? Let me tell you, man. <laughs> fog games are no joke. Because so the draw if the game didn't run badly enough already. <laughs> Let's put a bunch of fog. So the, yeah. so the draw distance is probably like I'm gonna say like fifty to hundred feet, as opposed to like. So if I have a scope and I scope, dude, in, that's so fucking scary. It's, oh my god! And they change the music, so it's like <laughs> it's like playing Silent Hill because there's just layer of just like wind blowing and then the slow melodical like piano like underlaced all of the sound effects, and that is a wild thing to have like the music that's crazy and it's like i mean maybe the music less so but there is wind right so it's just just constant like just the entire game yeah and i was playing it at night my first one i'm like is that outside like i was trying to check like (laughs) where is the sound coming from and it's like it's very like it's very oppressive and making the game way worse and you'll see someone and someone's just a silhouette so like this game, I was also running the entire time because I got fucked with the spawn. So it ended up in Georgia Pole, which is just a bunch of like like shipping crates, right? It's just a bunch of giant shipping containers. And so I'm running through Georgia Pole and there's all this fog and I can't see shit. And then there's just a solemn figure standing on top of a rock that's at the edge of like a cliff face that overlooks like the bay at Georgia Pole. And he's just standing there. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and then we like <laughs> did a shootout and I died because my aim is garbage. But it's yeah, it. It's, it changes the game like scopes are useless like long range is pretty much like there's no sniping anymore in a fog game son like if you got an auto and you got a shotgun that's what the game's about at that point that's pretty wild it, you're, you're running through a field and it's just super misty and you're just like that's crazy i'm gonna get fucking murdered damn uh but yeah i've been doing a lot worse at PUBG ever since i been started winning <laughs> um i've been playing a lot more rabbits mario and rabbits kingdom battle yeah what you were talking about before about how like not puzzles but problem solving right that's all of Mario and Rabbids that's it's, cool it's so much fun because you, you you're trying to figure out and everyone is so different in their play style so you know Mario is like a short to medium range shooter and he has a melee his secondary is a melee mallet so you can uh-huh. run up on a person and you have an area of effect and it'll hurt anyone in that range Luigi's a sniper, and he also has a remote mine that he can set off and then go track after people. Uh, Rabid Peach is a healer, and she also can shield herself. Regular Peach has a fucking shotgun and a grenade. 
So she's just like short range, all AOE stuff. So she'll pull out her shotgun and just you can blast like a huge swath of area. Um, she has like uh, a group shield so she can shield other people, but not herself. If she double jumps on someone, she'll jump up in the air and land and she'll do an AOE heal around her. So it's oh, damn. just all of this really cool, like mixing and matching and like every world, all the enemies stuff changes. So strategies that might work in level one or, or world one or two don't work, work in world three. So my go-to strategy is I have Mario, Luigi, Rabbit Peach and Mario and Luigi both have overwatch. So I set them up in the first turn turn on their overwatch and their overwatch gets two shots each. So whenever anyone moves, Mario shoots him, Luigi shoots him, Mario shoots him again, Luigi shoots him again, and they're dead by, by the, you take out like two enemies in the enemy's turn by the end of the first round. Mm-hmm. But in uh, world three, which is like the ghost world. So there's a bunch of booze and shit and there's a bunch of ghost rabbits. The rabbits can now teleport, which doesn't activate overwatch. So they'll just uh-huh. teleport to where they want to, uh, what cover they want to be behind, and then they'll shoot you, and then they'll teleport again the next round, and they'll teleport again. So Overwatch is is useless. So then you have to be like, all right, well, do I want to keep Luigi or Mario, or do I want to switch to someone else like Rabbit, Rabbit Mario, and, and and use this better? Uh, but yeah, just a a lot of awesome. Like I played a uh, uh an encounter this morning where I had to because you want to kill these ghost rabbits really quickly so i had mar uh, rabid peach close to an enemy and i had mario and mario has a a jump has a double jump but also he can ground stomp when he jumps up in the air so you can jump off of uh, an ally and head stomp an enemy and then jump off of them so i wanted him on the other side of the map so i ran up to rabid peach rabid peach threw mario up i landed on one of the ghost rabbits killed him and then jumped off him and landed behind him and then shot another guy and took him out. So it's just a lot of like setting up and thinking, and I'm sure this is what like high level XCOM play is like, but there's so much extra stuff on XCOM. Like I don't like the base building in XCOM. Right. So I just, just having this encounter system is so good and and so much fun and is the perfect length for a bathroom break. So, you know, <laughs> totally. <laughs> Are you, um, is everything in that game unlocked from the start? Like you never get new characters or new weapons. No. You start out with, uh, Mario, Luigi, rabid peach, and then you unlock rabid Mario, rabid Luigi, peach, uh, rabid Yoshi and Yoshi in that order. I think so. I still haven't unlocked rabid Yoshi or Yoshi. Okay. Um, so yeah, so probably it's probably, I don't, I don't know how many worlds there are. It might be like the standard eight world system in a Mario game. So might probably like by world five, you might have unlocked them all or something. When they introduce a new character, um, at least when they introduced peach, they took one of your other characters. So they introduced peach in the final boss of world two and, and the, it was ice monster and it froze Luigi. So I couldn't use Luigi for the entirety of that boss encounter, but I could use peach. That's a really cool way to introduce mechanics. Yeah. Especially like, in a strategy game where it's kind of like forcing you and like changing the enemy design where it's like the enemies can teleport now. So Overwatch is kind of useless, makes it so you have to consider do I want to keep using these characters? Yeah. That makes me want to work on like a really pared down tactics game. I was a huge Final Fantasy tactics player. Yeah. I loved that game. Um, but uh, But it's really. 
like, I mean, there's talk about fluff in a game. Like there's, there's a whole lot of just like, you know, uh, make sure your character has the right stuff to, so he'll evolve or you can evolve him or whatever, like into like a new class. Right. Um, and then like, you know, you're managing like this huge, your guild, which is like a huge yeah, list giant of roster. Right. And it, but it's you only like, use like five of them. Yeah. Only use like five of them. Um, so it's, it's like, it, I don't know. Like that's like, a, that's like a whole bunch of game that like you just never touch. So it seems really cool that, that, that this game you know, just d- doesn't have any of that. Like they just like, oh, well, here are the skill sets. Yeah. Here's like the move sets that you can play with. Like here are the characters you know, and here are the skill trees and don't stuff. Don't worry about all like, th- yeah. I do hate, so there's like a lot of overworld like sliding. Oh, so there puzzles. are skill trees though? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. you get skill orbs like per, so you get skill orbs per uh, encounter, I think, but then you also get, and there's also like a par. Skill orbs. Yeah. So there's a par. Scorbs. Scorbs. <laughs> Scores of scorbs. You, uh, and then there's also a like par rating for each each encounter. So it's like finish this encounter in six turns. And if you get under six turns, you get a perfect rating. Yeah. And then after every two uh, encounters, they'll see if you got perfects or fairs or whatever. And if you did, then you get uh, more coins. If you've got if you got a better rating or less coins, you've got a worse rating. And you use the coins to buy weapons. Right. So then you you find weapons in the world, or like every couple of encounters or so, they'll unlock new weapons. Um, but the thing that sucks, so there's a lot of overworld puzzles for like that gate your progress to like get to the next encounter, or um, have like hidden chests if you complete this puzzle. So it's like sliding blo- blocks, or like you gotta you gotta do this time puzzle. It's like an invisible maze or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you'll find sometimes you'll find skill orbs, or sometimes you'll find a 3D model. Or some concept art or some music. I was like, motherfucker, just can you mark the puzzles that give me actual useful <laughs> gameplay shit and the ones that are just That's so annoying shit. I Look hate- at what we made in addition to this game. I'm playing it. I know what you made. <laughs> this terrible piece of crap compared to the game that you want to play. Do right. you want this first day concept art? <laughs> we didn't know how to draw Mario. We'll make that, that really, that really sounds like, well, we ran out of unlockable ideas. It's, it, it's pretty much, yeah. Hey, do you still have that folder full of concept art? Let's put that in. Yeah. Drag <laughs> and drop, done. Um, there, apparently, I was watching the Did You Know Gaming for this game, and apparently before they had gotten the okay to, for it being a Mario game, they Ubisoft custom modeled Mario and Luigi, and <laughs> apparently Miyamoto was so impressed by like how accurate accurate it was yeah they he asked who gave you these models that's pretty well that's awesome they're just like uh we made them and they look really good i mean i don't know if they kept using those or like they finally got some from nintendo problem is the 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 shader or the lighting on it like it's very flat it's all flat lighting so luigi's like green shirt is like neon it's like highlighter green screenshot it's like my joist it's like that bag over there the, the green on that bag yeah it's like that that green like that rps bag wow that's weird so i'm not a big fan of that but other than that it's pretty good all right quick break while will and sam look at the <laughs> <laughs> sorry what luigi looks like oh my god dude it is like yeah they did like this like play-doh look to it yeah i'm not a big fan um he is seriously like like green screen green yeah you know like yeah. that's it's like, very bright I, I don't dislike the look. This is it's like basically what we're doing in Lead Girl. Okay. Um, yeah. Like, of the like flat this like play doh yeah. kind of look. Um where everything's got like 
its own luminosity, basically. Right. But um, like, I'm not used to that color being for Luigi. So it's, it's very, and you know, Mario looks pretty accurate. Like the rest of the characters look fine. Mario looks good. Peach looks, Peach looks really good. She's got like a sweet um, color scheme. The way they introduce Peach in this game is hilarious because she comes, she like floats down on her parasol, right? And the way they frame the shot, it's her hand behind her back, just clutching a shotgun. <laughs> it's just like, holy shit. She just pulls it out and just starts firing it off. The yeah. rabbits still look like crap. I mean, what like their big glassy eyes that just sit on top of their faces yeah. instead of like being in sockets. Like it's it's very kind they're of better than like minions. I feel you know, I feel like, like they're the, exactly the same as minions. No, I'm I'm with Sam. I I would if I had to choose between rabbits and minions, I would choose rabbits. It's not it's not like there are less rabbit stickers lot. on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also, like... That alone makes them better. But Despicable Me, like, kind of sucks. Like, What? I said Despicable Me kind of sucks. I've and never by, seen it. By extension. I've never seen it either. Minions kind of sucks. It's a DreamWorks movie. I it love sucks. Minions. Just, like, have, like, a thing dangling from their car rearview mirror or whatever. Have a like, Minions hat. A yellow hat with uh, an eyeball on it. Look, my, my, my kids dressed up as Minions for Halloween. No, you dress them up. So... <laughs> you're, you're ruining their life. So, apparently, like... So we all know, like, if I, if I ask you what a minion says, like the kind of sound effect, like you could probably roughly approximate it, right? Like you could have, I, a, have a vague idea. I have no idea, but I would assume it's something like obnoxious, just like, wah! Yeah. <laughs> Pretty, so, appara- yeah. <laughs> so apparently there's a, like, phonetic, like, spelled out sound effect that the rabbits say, which is blah. Because they use blah puns all the time in Mario and Rabbids, and it's the most annoying thing. So there are like bonsai bills that they call bonsai bills. And I'm like, uh, and there's like a by day joke in the game because there's like a Goomba that's like floating on like a water spout and your little robot Roomba companions like, well, on the plus side, he's going to have a very clean backside. It's like, what the, it's not a pun. If you made up the word, (laughs) like, (laughs) (laughs) like, like, Puns are like the lowest form of wit, but highest form of English or whatever. But like, it's just shitty. It's just low wit if you didn't make up the word that you're using for the pun. If you made up the word that you're using for the pun. Like, it's like this. Bois is not in English. <laughs> like, this game is good in spite of the rabbits. Like, the rabbits. That's good. It's not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they bring to the table other than like, yes, I would like to kill millions of rabbits. Thank you very much. They're Ubisoft's minions. Yeah. 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 That's all they are. We need them. We need them to sell toys. <laughs> oh no, Nick Cage, <laughs> he fell right into my lap. No, oh. uh, but yeah, that's um, that's what I've been playing. I'm glad you're liking it. I want to try it. It's a I, lot I fun. like that N- N- Nintendo or Ubisoft actually made a hard game. It's like it's like not you know, yeah. It's I'll not just, like like the easiest thing ever. Like most Nintendo games are. Well, it's though, like accessible but hard. Right. Even though every time you start an encounter, there's a big press Y for easy mode button just just <laughs> pop up like in the lower left hand corner. Which that's, is that's fine. That's like the fact that the easy mode isn't default on a Nintendo game is like, yeah, you know, that's a big step. Right. <laughs> um, even though I don't find it to be that hard, I know other. I know like Emily's having some challenge with it, and I've I've heard other people say it's been pretty difficult, but I've not. I haven't run into a lot. Like I've almost, I've never lost an encounter. Yeah, I came very close oh, once, wow. but 
That was it. So, um, uh, it's almost four. Do we need to wrap up? We can begin to. Okay. Do you want to do like a half hour or something? Yeah, we can do. We can do a half hour. I have a lot of topics, so I'd like to to yeah. cover some of them. Um. All right. So this one's gonna be real quick because I just want a reaction from from Will. Uh, Tokyo Game Show was last weekend. Will uh, Zenly Andrews two, PlayStation four and VR. Oh, that's cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> I wasn't sure how big of a Zone of the Enders I haven't, guy I didn't you are. watch anything from Tokyo. I should have watched Tokyo Game Show. I'm like way into Zone of the Enders, but I'm not like, I mean, if somebody was like, do you want to play this new, the new upcoming re- release of Col- Shadow of the Colossus or the like PS2 version, I'd probably just go with the PS2 version. Will likes the classics. He's old school. Well, I mean, it's just, I find like the the solutions to good graphics on older consoles more interesting than just being like, we have more cores, gentlemen. <laughs> so it's just like a stylistic <laughs> thing. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of PUBG, <laughs> uh, <laughs> PUBG <laughs> set... <laughs> Okay, go ahead, sorry. Uh, PUBG set the all-time concurrent players number on Steam. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to talk about that fucking Twitter joke that was going around for ages about, like, yeah, we're going to add the uh, Battle Royale mode to our, for... to our game. Everyone. Oh, okay. Everyone was yeah. like, no, we're yeah. Getting, we're going to get to that. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for, like, the single, like, ones that won't lead to huge discussions. So these are just, like, line items um, because we brought up concurrent player Oh, hey, wait, list. though. Did uh, FromSoft announce anything at TGS? I, I'll look it up later. Okay. I don't know from something. I think Square Enix announced something. I Sorry, uh, I just had to explain my outburst. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought it was going to be too. Uh, uh, PUBG. Um, yeah, concurrent player. It beat it beat Dota. Yeah, that's like... It's like 1.3 million concurrent players or something. Yeah. Pretty wild. Ridiculous. All on one. It's pretty map. cool. It's like I. I feel like I'm. I'm Ridiculous. like a minority of gamers now that haven't played PUBG. That's like pretty. You should try it out. I really want to. I just if, if there's a well. I was gonna say if it's if, really if, expensive if, for something that I might right. really not like. And I was gonna say if there's you know. a fall sale, but I don't think Blue Hole is gonna try putting this puppy on sale. That was for a not while. gonna go on sale for years, dude. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll just come over sometime and play it. Yeah. Yeah. Free. Get um, you back down in those easy mode. Yeah, rings. yeah, drop me down, man. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. might be better than me because my aim is garbage. Don't crouch. Whatever you do, don't crouch. If you know someone's coming up on you, if you crouch, you're closer to their reticle, their their like dead zone to the reticle. <laughs> like people aim like to at the waist. If you're crouching, your head's right next to someone's waist. I keep crouching, and it's like, well, I'm just making it easier for them to shoot me in the head. Interesting. Huh. Uh all right. Speaking of PUBG. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Fortnite, um, announced Fortnite Battle Royale, which is a Battle Royale mode for, uh, for Fortnite. Um, so a hundred player last man standing mode coming next week, I think. What? Yeah. To, to PS4. Is Fortnite out? It, no. It's Will in it like. Will be out next week? It's in like. <laughs> What's going on? No, this is coming out first. Where am I? What year is this? So this is coming out before regular Fortnite. Okay. <laughs> because Fortnite, you can buy to get into Fortnite on PC, I think. Yeah. But Fortnite will be free to play when it's publicly available. 
So you're basically paying, I don't, I think it's like $30, $60 for early access to a game that is going to be free. That's how that works right now. Yeah. Um, but it just looks <laughs> like bad, just boring. I don't know. I don't, I don't know specifically the battle Royale or Fortnite in general. I mean, Fortnite in general doesn't look like the most compelling thing I've ever seen, but like the way they're promoting that, it looks like, all right, we got to do a battle royale mode because it's popular. So slap the shit together in like two days. So get oh, your yeah. ass in gear. And it just looks like like someone totally half at like the promo artwork was just like, like I've never looked at something on the internet and said meh out loud before. <laughs> Until now. Uh, yeah. It just looks like the most like boring scroll by this thing that I've ever seen. Well, so. I'm I'm kind of interested in playing it because I want to play... I mean, me too, yeah. I want to play PUBG with a controller, and this is going to be the closest approximation for a while because yeah. PUBG is going to come to Xbox first, and then who knows when it's coming to PS4. Uh, so that's that's a weird twist, and it's also weird that this is coming out before regular Fortnite, which, you know, Fortnite's been in development for like 40 years, it feels like, so... Yeah. I don't know. Um, but I like, mean, if Fortnite comes out in twenty twenty seven, then they they got to strike while the iron's hot. Exactly. On this PUBG nonsense. Yeah, gotta hit it now. But so, like the the interesting thread is that Blue Hole, the PUBG devs, are kind of like iffy about this. They were kind of like, I don't know how I feel about this. Um, how do you feel about H one Z one? But yeah. they made H one Z one. Yeah, that's true. But like, so. How do you feel about Arma 2? Yeah, I mean... (laughs) To be more specific, they made King of the Kill. uh, Or Player Unknown. um, Brennan, I think is his actual name. He made that mod for H1Z1, King of the Kill. And then now he's making Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. So I think this is a weirder thing simply because, you know, Blue Hole... PUBG is made in, in Unreal. And so who knows like how closely they were working with Epic and if Epic's just like, oh, hey, can we see like some of your tech? Can we, well, maybe not even tech, but just like, hey, like, let's see your design docs or like, hey, what you so how's how's that PUBG going? Right. And then they just snap a photo and just run off. Like, it's a very gray area, like, because obviously yeah. you can't like there is there was a headline on Polygon that was like, can you own a genre? Like, can PUBG be like the only people that make the battle royale genre? Which I that mean, sounds so clickbaity to me. Well, yes, but like the short answer is no, because like from a legal standpoint, they can't you can't own it a game mechanic, right? But yeah. but if Epic, if it's if it's shown in some way that they were that Epic, not even like directly stole some sort of what could be considered trade secrets, but like showed bad faith in one of their you know. Blue Hole is their is their customer, right? And just you know, turn around and like, that's a pretty bad precedent for Unreal, right? You yeah. know, it would make other developers be like, "Well, do we want to use Unreal?" Yeah, if, if our game gets good, and they might, you know, I mean, obviously, it's it's very dumb to assume that your game is going to get popular enough <laughs> that Epic would want to steal <laughs> it. Epic's going to steal, yeah, but but it still is very bad form. But also, yeah, and like it could speak to their faith in Fortnite itself. Where it's like, we don't think Fortnite's actually going to be that well-received, so let's put this this Battle Royale I thing out. I don't think Fortnite's going to be that well-received. I, I mean, don't know. I know people who used to work on Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> what do they think? That it's not going to be that well-received. All right. So, I'll put that to bed. Yeah, I just, I don't know. For It's it's weird. I don't think, I don't think Blue Hole has like a giant legal standing, but it's still 
I think it'd just be more interesting to know what like player unknown thinks about this. Like just that dude. I don't care about like the his new company, like or, what, I mean, what what he thinks of people copying his idea. Yeah. That I feel like that would be a much more like I don't really care if they sue each other or do whatever, but like it'd be I I would really like to know like him in a room with one other person saying like here's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Cuz it might be just be like I mean like all the, like you know King of the Kill isn't like a completely original idea. Like battle royale mode is referencing a piece of media. Right. And maybe he's just like I mean it kind of sucks from a business standpoint but what are you going to do? Yeah, I think I think he'd be relatively cool about it simply cuz he's from a mod community from right. like an open source kind of community. We're just like, well, I mean they want their crack at it, and he's also probably pretty confident in <laughs> PUBG's quality over right. <laughs> Fortnite's. So it is weird how, like, when when somebody was like, "Oh, Fortnite's going to get a battle royale mode," I was like, "Yeah, big whoop!" Like, a lot of stuff's going to get a battle royale mode. Yeah, like you and Alex and I were talking about. It's like, when, yeah. what's going to be the first game? Right, and but like, I mean, like these people are like, it's basically it seemed like they were just like, let's try and make PUBG a little bit more extreme, like. They're not coming out of an airplane. It's like a airlifted bus with like skulls or something. Yeah, like they parachute got like down. tracers on their parachutes, and their parachutes are like gizmos. And I, I am interested in how the the base building mechanic will influence the the gameplay of of a, a battle royale mode. Yeah. Um, because is there going to be a death circle? Is this, is the play area going to shrink? It looked like there was some kind of like weird fiery kind of particles going on in one of those videos. Because so you couldn't just like build a yourself into a box and just sit right. there until everyone yeah. else was dead. That's yeah. what gets me about it. Like I don't think like base building is definitely not going to be a thing in my opinion. It's definitely going to just be like, can I build a wall between me and this dude right now? Yeah. And then goodbye forever wall. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think the base building is, doesn't do a whole lot for the, uh, just muddies things. Like uh, PUBG has a really tight, pure design um and it's just like let's add a base building you know like <laughs> yeah that's what it feels like you know but like i mean like well, a come on guys really cool base building mechanics and like h1z1 could be pretty interesting yeah absolutely because, yeah, it's, a, this because it's a zombie survival it seems game. like kind of diametrically opposed yeah i don't know i just i don't i don't mean to uh shit all over Fortnite, Fortnite, but I just, I don't know, like, they've had it in development forever, it sort of feels like they're polishing a turd, you know? I like, like, the, the, the aesthetic of it is, like, not something I'm into, but I like it more than just, like, look at these Arma dudes or whatever. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, I feel like I've seen a lot of, like, videos and images of, like, the UI in Fortnite, and I'm just, like, how can you look at this? Like, oh yeah, it's it's like it's like mobile level bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's still in early access though. It's yeah, just... I mean, I don't know if they if they were to like tighten it up, I would I would not, I would probably be more into playing that than PUBG just because like I'm I'm like kind of averse to like drab drabness. Yeah, or it just feels like you know like very like a lot of like Western. It's weird because now I feel like it's more like Eastern European devs like make these models that just feel like Nintendo 64 models where it's just like 
these are my beefy arms right plopped on my beefy body you know and they're just like (laughs) like very like low poly what i mean not traditionally what you think of in like video games is low poly but very like geometric shapes like action figure-esque right yeah like everybody's a gi joe yeah it's like we're like i mean like metal gear solid v is like a military shooter but like every everything moves very naturally you know and in these games, it just I like it's it's grading on my. Can we brain. animate one run cycle that everyone will use? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of one run cycle that everyone will use, uh, and uh, and legality of of things, uh, Super Mario sixty four online. Yeah. 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 Uh, did you originally share it on the Slack, Sam? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a mod for Super Mario sixty four. Uh, but you can play it online with people. So is there like, is Dolphin, does Dolphin emulate 64 games? Or is there like a, is there like a well-known um, 64 emulator? I w- do, I need to do more research. I just like looked up YouTube videos, downloaded it and played around with it for like a little bit. Um, but I don't know what they're using to run the ROM hack. Um, it's, uh, it's not Dolphin, but like. 64 emulation has like sucked for a long time. Like there's not really been, there's like project 64 for a while, which was like pretty good. But then that was like, you know, had malware in it. Um, and then there was like Moopin 64 and one other. Um, so I don't know what he's the guy who made it. I don't know what he's using to run the ROM hack, but it's like packaged into one executable with Super Mario 64. Yeah. You just run an exe and it runs Super Mario 64 online with, with the mod. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, yeah, because I was curious because I was wondering if they if it was like you have to use this specific emulator. And yeah, it's like very low effort. You just run it. Cool. Yeah. Um, so that came out what like two three weeks ago originally. Something or, like that. Um, so <laughs> so I bring up same walk cycle because I think they just mapped Mario's run cycle to all the characters you can play as because you can play as Luigi, Waluigi, Wario, Peach. Um, it's actually really funny watching Peach walk around with yeah. Mario's walk cycle <laughs> built in. Waluigi's hilarious because. Um, because his arms still move like Mario's, but his arms are really long. So he's just going like this the whole time. <laughs> he's just holding them up, <laughs> up to his head. That's pretty good. Uh, so that came out. And uh, I mean, how long do you think the guy was working on it? Like, because he has like a huge forum for it and everything, right? So obviously it's been. In- I hadn't heard of it before it came out. Okay. Yeah. It just. I've seen like a few like memes with it and like I've seen like some of his twitter stuff okay like but, a few months but not a lot yeah so it came out and then this day it came out and i was like okay when's nintendo gonna take this down and then a week later they issued a, a dmca yeah. takedown so obviously it's not like banished from the internet uh like entirely because i'm sure someone put it up out in the somewhere. wild yeah, it's on, yeah i mean i have it i think i posted no i might have posted a zip file on the slack but yeah i mean i just have it on my computer okay so if you guys want it, I want to try. Yeah. I want to check it out. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it to you. Yeah, cool. Uh, how big is it? A few megabytes. It's tiny. Yeah, really? I mean, like Mar- N64 cartridges are eight megabytes. Oh wow. Okay. So so yeah, they're tiny. But uh, I think we kind of got into it on the Slack about like shouldn't shouldn't Nintendo have done this this thing? Did and I? Which, which well, I think it was mostly Will, yeah, it was Will, me and, Will and Dylan. Right? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Like, no, you're <laughs> stupid. No. Um, what was it mostly about like. Should, can they do this which yes should they do this eh you know um 
but just kind of like but, <sighs> but I, I think my bigger stance is that because it's well known that Nintendo does this with like all those Pokemon games like Pokemon yeah. Uranium or whatever and, and AM2R I just think it's it's I think people should just protect themselves by not working on Nintendo fan games maybe um, I I think that's the smart thing to do because that's how the laws currently are. But I also think that the right thing to do is to make the laws, to make laws that are more considerate of transformative content. Um, I mean, I would agree. Like that was like the, like the whole H3H3 thing, which I'm sure you heard about. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't follow them super well. They're a YouTube channel that got really popular. They do like, oh, okay. they do like critiques of people's YouTube videos. Okay. Basically. Yeah. Oh, was um, this when this was like the reaction video debacle thing? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and they they did a reaction video to this one dude's video, and he got super mad and sued them, and they had to go to court over it. And like, uh, they you know they won their case of we transformed this content, and so we weren't because um, he originally you know was suing them over like stealing his content or whatever. Right. But they successfully set precedent that their content was transformative. But was that his actual? Was he? Was he actually angry that they were critiquing him and he was using the fact that they were yes. using his video yeah. as a way to get back at them? Okay. Right. So he wasn't really on honest grounds to begin with, but it still set precedent for what transformative content is. Right. Right. And so ultimately, I do agree with that point that like that this is, um, and there was a huge like, there was like legal battles about this, like with reverse engineering stuff, yeah. like back in like the Genesis era or something. I, I remember, I remember doing research on that. But also you see example with like other types of, of fair use. So obviously we had like the, the PewDiePie stuff a couple episodes ago, but there's also like, um, I, I was reading up specifically for podcasts, like when's fair use? Cause we have some music in the outro sometimes it's not actually fair use. So I'll probably go and pull all that stuff up. Um, so the example was like, all right, if you do like a book club podcast and you do a book club for like Catcher in the Rye, right? Mm-hmm. That's fair use. Like, cause I mean, Catcher in the Rye, I don't even know. No, it's not in the public domain yet. Um, but like, you're not like using the material. The material is being used less than your, the original content yeah, you're making. Because right? the, the content is the discussion. And then, and then the second example they use is like, okay, say you like are making like a music reviewing podcast where it's like you play a little bit of music and you discuss it and whatever. And then it gets into, okay, how much of the, the music content are you using versus how much are you critiquing? And then also, like, how how is it being arranged? Like, are you just playing the entire song at once, which could easily be, like, someone could download the file of the podcast and then just cut out the, the song, and then they own that illegally. Um, so, and then that gets into a, a more muddier situation. But I do agree that, like, depending on, like, how how the original content is made, it is transformative. Right. Um, obviously. And so, and so these were examples of like the fair use. And then the third one was like, someone's using unlicensed music as the intro and outro to their like right. yoga podcast. It's like some composed music. And it's like, no, that's not fair use. Yeah. And I mean, I know what it is. I mean, like obviously as game developers, it's possible for us to be on the other side of that. Like YouTubers are kind of stealing our stuff. You know, for the most part. But do you view it that? Do you personally view that? I don't that think PewDiePie is transformative. You know? Okay, but let's right. speak in generalities. Like, if someone did a Silent Earth Let's Play, would you personally be like, 
I don't think I would issue a DMCA takedown. Um, and you know, I I mean the the trade off is that like they're showing my game to people, but that is not like a a clear contractual like there's no uh, clear trade there. They just did it right, mm-hmm. um, and so they'll their justification would always be. And I'm I'm not trying to you know be mean to YouTubers. I'm just saying, but you just don't have laws for it because their justification would always be, um, uh oh well I got you. Like my, my whole viewership watched this. And so, yeah. And, and so that's, that's what you get out of having my video on your channel. And it's like, it's still like, well, but uh, you didn't ask, you know? And I think, I think a lot of YouTubers, I would say most YouTubers don't ask it, the creators to stream their content. They just purchase it and then stream it. And I think for a, a like, like, like we talked about this ages ago, but the Persona 5, like streaming ban. Yeah. Like, yeah, I totally get that because like, otherwise you're not buying the game. If you can just go watch some streamer play through this, like, you know, very authored linear experience. Driven. Yeah. Um, so for some games, it's like really bad. It's really damaging for some games. It's not, but you know, we just really don't have laws that like, you know, cover that. Yeah. yeah. But like, so is Super Mario 64 online transformative? Yeah. In my opinion. I mean... It adds like a whole new yeah, mechanics I mean, like into what, the game. Is there a difference between playing that and playing the original? No, you, that, that's not the... Like, I'm, I'm, I, my mind is spinning off into the other questions that like, yes, if it's transformative, then does that protect them? Which right. I still think it doesn't because I still think... Like and this gets into be like uh, like um like remixes or or, or track samples like yeah. the whole part yeah. with like with with hip hop like using right. someone else's song as a sample for your own song and then there's there was the huge legal thing about that I think um so do I think uh Super Mario sixty four online is transformative yes do I think Nintendo should sue or do dmc takedowns for small like modders uh, for stuff like this making fan games no do i think it's within their legal rights to do it yes right so ultimately i think the fault lies in the modder because they can defend their work however they want they but they just shouldn't do it because look at all the other games they could mod and it still not be okay but still being able to get away from it like if they made a, a fucking i don't know sonic adventure online like what's right, Se- but Se- like sega's gonna do nothing because the whole point of a fan game is being like i like this so much that i want to participate in this discussion and somehow i know and, and, and so like it doesn't it wouldn't make any sense for somebody to be like god it'd be so fun to play super mario 64 online with friends and then be like okay i'm gonna make like a panzer dragoon or toad <laughs> online thing because they have a better history of not suing people i yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like you know they they're they're super mario 64 fans it just stinks that i just don't like the the amount of effort that the developer put in and then it just all it takes from nintendo size to be like nope the problem like, is that you can't really like so so having your content transformed could really hurt like a small developer right but it or it's just a small content creator of any kind like uh but it doesn't really hurt nintendo but there's no really hard and fast way to be like 
this impacts you or this I would, doesn't impact I would you. argue it might. It could. At the very least, it, and this is the argument I was making on the Slack, is that it would affect brand equity. Because if... Sure. If all these fan games are being made and like they're modding, you know, Mario 64 to be online and all this stuff, then the question arises, why isn't Nintendo doing this? And then mine, they're losing mind share. Whereas if, if, sure, if Nintendo just cuts it off at the knees, then they don't have to worry about any of that. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm, what I'm saying is that like it's really nebulous, right? Like you can't. Yeah, I'm not sure if conclusively you can quantify say. That. So yeah. the the rule should just be you have to ask to use something, and it and or you have to pay a licensing it, fee. It, it or you have to pay a licensing fee, but it's always. I mean, it's always up to the content creator to say yes or no, and it's they can be shitty about it and say no. But, but at least you asked. But you have to, like, that's how it, you always have to ask. Right. My opinion is if you want to make a fan game, break the fucking law. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, you know, in, in Nintendo has the exact same strategy with, with YouTubers. Like, you have a Nintendo uh, partner program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you want to stream Nintendo games, you have to go through the partner program, and you give them your fucking PayPal information, and then whenever you make revenue from ads on YouTube from Let's Plays on Nintendo games, a portion of that is immediately taken off and sent to Nintendo. God damn it! Um, and then, but also, then they give you a list of these other games you can, you're allowed to play. Which is, this is sort of. I don't know if this is on your list, but this is sort of getting into that Firewatch thing. Yeah, and we we kind of touched on it with Justin and, and Dan about yeah. the whole PewDiePie thing because we we went from PewDiePie's racist bullshit to the DMCA takedown. Yeah, and then after that, the review bombing nonsense. Which and then now Steam's solution for the review bombing nonsense is like not doing anything. Not doing anything, and they're only doing it because of Dota. <laughs> oh, because people are because of yeah, because people were review bombing Dota. That's the only that's the only thing that got them to pay attention to it. Were you who said it? Was it Will? Was it you or is it Moment or someone saying that like they basically gamified? Yeah, Moment posted bombing? an article about that. Yeah, and I was basically saying their article was just like, look, we fixed the problem, and also there was no problem, so don't worry about it. But it was like. 18 paragraphs long. Mm-hmm. It all evens out in the end for most big games. Great. I'm so glad for that. Yeah, and big also games. big games. Like, are you going to, are you even reading the review? Yeah. Or looking at the reviews? I don't know. It's a weird thing. I was so, like, laissez faire to a point, dude. It, it, to it, to it, to it, to a bad they're point. They're like draconianly laissez faire. Yeah. <laughs> in a weird and it's because, like, they're what? They're just allergic to hiring more people to curate the steam store who knows are they just like are so they believe so much in the algorithm no, they just don't right. want to admit that they like they um, fucked up that whales are better than like a bunch of indie game a bunch of small indie games yeah they just don't want to, they'll never say that out loud but they are all right well uh one last thing sure since we talked about uh ios 11 flappy bird is no more on iOS 11, I know you're both super upset. Rest in peace. <laughs> so now we're gonna have Flappy a bunch Birds of really well designed over game. to Android, huh? Now we'll have a bunch of iPhone users swapping over to Android, or just not updating their iPhones. Yeah, just some guy clutching his 5s, or accidentally updating their iPhones. And oh like shit! Going on eBay. Could you imagine that? Oh man, I won't be able to play Osmos anymore. Was that? Uh, it's a really good game by Annie Nealon. Okay. Um, I talked about it before. Do you remember uh, Microcosm? Yes, the I mean, one you made. Yeah, it's basically an Osmos okay. clone. Mine's like it's like a prettier Osmos, basically. <laughs> All right, but with worse gameplay. An Osmos is like a prettier Agario. We uh, yeah. with less teens. 
Oh, damn it. That's what I'm here for. But yeah, Flappy Bird won't work anymore because now all games have to work on a 64-bit um, and Flappy Bird's 32-bit. So Yeah. Uh, Josh and I yesterday were talking about uh, Capsule, um, and Adam Salzman's game, because yeah. he was talking about how, you guys correct me if, if, if this isn't true, but how Cannonball's basically like the first modern infinite runner. Is that true? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so he, Adam Saltzman invented the infinite runner. So we were talking about like how like that's such an innovative thing. And then he made capsule afterwards, which wasn't well received because it was about, you know, this deep sea diving, this exploration thing. Yeah. And I was like, well, if you talk to the people I'm friends with, <laughs> capsule is the best game ever. Yeah. Pretty good. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. But yeah. It was interesting. Secretly Adam Atomic's best game. <gasps> well, we'll see. We'll see what Overland is. I love the font in Overland. Overland, Overland has a really clean look to beautiful it. Beautiful looking game. Overland's like typeface is the same as the Mario Odyssey typeface. Is it ever going to come awesome. out? <laughs> Just go <laughs> to HIO Refinery. I don't yeah, think it yeah, I should fun. I should get it on Refinery. Um, I haven't played it yet, but it, every time I see it, it's just like, wow, it's gorgeous. Unity game, right? Yes. Yeah. Cuz he keeps complaining about Unity doing some bullshit. Is Adam is Adam the lead developer on it? Yeah. Or is it Okay, cool. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's so. the lead programmer on it. I don't know how who else is helping with it. Yeah, well, I was just wondering cuz I mean, he also runs Finji and like a bunch of other shit, so I didn't know if like he got like a dedicated like this is all you're doing with your life programmer. I would love I would love to pick his brain like or talk to anyone like small scale like or Mike Bithel. Like I don't know how subsurface circular like yeah, seriously. Like, if how they're contracting people, if they're contracting people, how much of that he's doing in house. Right. Like even like is Bithel Games even anything outside of Mike Bithel and Alexander Slowinski? Right. I don't know. Well, it's like Vlambeer. Right. Always got more people. Right. And they're just cuz cuz they didn't do the art on like Luftrausers, right? Didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Well, gentlemen, I think that's all we have for today. That was a good episode. It was a good episode. We got through it. We did it. And next episode is our special Super Nintendo Classic Camp Out. Nice. Ah. Check it out. We will. Um, are you Are you camping out for that? I don't think I can camp out. I'm, I can't wait. It'll be awesome. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I, I think to, it's starting at four a.m. Stuff to do. Yeah. Around then, uh, I think we're hitting Best Buy because apparently Best Buy uh, has like a ticketing system. Mm-hmm. So some dude takes mercy on you at like eight a.m. because they open at ten. Comes out, he's like, "All right, here's a ticket," and you gotta come back within three hours of Best Buy opening and you grab your grab your unit you have reserved. Mm. Nice. So how does he know you? Who's first? It's just whoever's in the line first. Yeah, he just starts handing out tickets in the line, and then I assume those people leave, and then he just waits until he runs out of tickets and just keeps handing them out to people that ask. That's awesome. So yeah, I, I think they do that around eight, eight or nine. So we'll probably get there around like. It's a really fair four. way to do it. I like it. Um, apparently they stock more because you're on the episode with Mike o- when Mike Odom was last on, right? Yeah, yeah. And he was talking about how like Target had like five and Best Buy had like twenty NES right. classics. So yeah, I'm more there for the experience. Yeah, same here. If, if I walk yeah. away without a Super Nintendo Classic, I'm not going to be that broken up about it. I'll yeah. save you one. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. You and you and Reggie both. <laughs> Save me a Super Nintendo. Will, where where can people find you? The old at x zero one zero one zero one 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 zero one zero one zero one 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 zero one zero one zero one 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 zero one zero one 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 
at William Tell Overture on <laughs> on Twitter. And Sam? Uh on Twitter it's at Sam Lotion um and samlotion.com. Dude, you gotta get a jingle for your Twitter handle. Sam I do. Low, Sam Low, Sam Low, <laughs> Low, Low, Sam Low, Sam Low, Sam Low, Low, Low. Yeah, at Sam Lotion. My last name is spelled L O E S C H E N. And yeah, I should probably just make it spelled L O T I O N on Twitter. Because, <laughs> like, like, people just think that's what it is. So that way I wouldn't have to spell it out every time. Right. Just sacrifice my dignity. You need that German <laughs> guttural. Lotion. 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 Yeah. Too bad Twitter doesn't support umlauts. And then it's the umlaut O S C H E N. Ah. Cool. You should put that in a. That should be your new URL. Buy that URL and have it redirect to your regular one. Umlaut? Yeah. Dot com. Umlaut.com. Umlaut.biz. Sam.umlaut. And if you like this podcast, you can find more at ward-games.com forward slash podcast or on iTunes or Google Play or Pocket Cast or Pocket Cast or Stitcher. Just search for for Wardcast. Uh, give us a review on iTunes. It's right in the app now. Just if you're listening in iTunes or in the podcast app on iOS, just just go back, just swipe, swipe right. All right, and then scroll, scroll down. All right, and then there's going to be a big like zero out of five stars because there are no ratings. <laughs> just put a review there. It's the best gaming podcast on the net, people. Come on. It's, it's true. What are you doing? It's true. It's my. It's the only one I listen to. Awesome. I appreciate it. <laughs> Until then, gentlemen, have a good one. Bye. Bye. <laughs>